You ready to eat some fucking tacos, bro? You ready to eat some fucking tacos, bro? What day is it? Sorry, LeBron, we're not running your clip anymore. Now that you've decided to try to monetize a term that's been around since the Spanish-American War, I believe. But don't quote me on that. I haven't Googled it. Sort of like the New York Times. They don't fact check either. So why should I fact check? I'm only one guy here and a woman assistant, Miss Robin, my faithful Indian companion. She's not Indian, but she's more Indian than Elizabeth Ward. But she's here. It's Taco Tuesday. It's also... Stump Jose on Taco Tuesday, Tuesday. Yes, sir, Bob. And we've got a jam-packed, action-packed, fun-filled program for you today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Because we've got football breakdown. Mr. Monday Night unsheathed it last night. Fun time last night, Miss Robin. Where were we? Landmark Americano. Speaking of tacos, <clears throat> Robin... Went early with her Taco Tuesday celebration. I did, I did. I celebrated last night instead of today because they were so delicious. <laughs> tuna, sesame tuna, sashimi, like, oh my but God, is that, is that so amazing. I hate to use the term <clears throat> violation. God, what's wrong with my throat today? <clears throat> I wasn't even screaming last night. Now, are we on here? Because I'm not seeing my uh, my dashboard running. Oh, yes. Okay, yes, we're on. We're on. And I welcome everybody on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. If you're new to the program, it's the show that's unencumbered, unvarnished, uncensored, <clears throat> and undeniably fun. We're going to have fun, as we always do, 180 minutes, maybe even a couple extra for extra time or injury time if somebody gets hurt during the show today. Really? We add the time. We always do, Robin. We don't, oh, yeah. you know, well, we may, we may start we... a minute late. We might subtract time, too, though, like we did No, yesterday. we rarely, rarely, rarely do that, Robin. And when we do, we let people know in advance. We don't just pull a fast one on people. We let them know. But last night at Landmark Americano over in Glassboro, New Jersey, our now new normal every Monday night spot. Great vibe, great crowd. Of course, there were two Monday night games, so we did an abbreviated show on 97.3 ESPN-FM and, of course, live on our Twitch stream at twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. A lot of fun. Good music, good crowd, good energy, and, of course, good information. And Mr. Monday Night did release two selections. I had the New Orleans Saints in the first game, and obviously it was one of the most exciting games ever, and it came down to the last minute. In fact, there were three scores in that game in, in the last minute. Two field goals and a touchdown. And the Saints were up six. And if you took the Saints and laid the points, you're thinking, ah, you know, you're going to need an interception, some sort of turnover. The Saints aren't going to cover. And while you're thinking about it from that perspective, the Saints didn't cover. But Deshaun, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson was just absolutely incredible all night long. Three touchdowns. He ran one in. DeAndre Hopkins was phenomenal. I mean, that's a really good offense. There were two good offenses last night. The defense is not so much. That's why I said take the over. 
So we had the over last night in the Saints, so one and one there. Mm -hmm. And then the second game, much to the dismay of many people who said, how can you pick the Oakland Raiders? How can you pick the Oakland Raiders? They're an absolute shit show. Everything is a mess. There's no way they can snap right back after the Antonio Brown disaster. And it, by the way, it wasn't just a couple of days. This has been going on the entire training camp for the Raiders. And the Raiders eventually were favorites, one-and-a-half-point favorites. And they came out last night and went right down the field. Derek Carr, the much-maligned quarterback, yeah, of course, they were upset that they had, but they, they had, you have to move on in sports. You have to move on in life. You know, you lose somebody in your family, you mourn over it. There wasn't much mourning going on for Antonio Brown, but you move on. Life goes on in everything that we do, but especially in sports for the athletes who are still around to play. What are they going to say? We're not going to really go out and play hard tonight because Antonio Brown's not here. Antonio Brown just up and left us. They're going to fall he, apart. They, and they may fall apart yet. And their defense was horrible last oh. year. But they played defense. They had three sacks last night. And Joe Flacco looked very bizarre seeing Joe Flacco wearing a Denver Bronco outfit, a uniform last night. It just didn't look right. You know, when you see a guy forever in, in one uniform like the Baltimore uh-huh. Ravens, seeing him in a Denver Bronco uniform. But the Raiders last night played great. Their defense played great. Their offense did what they needed to do. Their rookie running back, Josh Jacobs, had two touchdown runs. I mentioned three sacks. The Raiders had like 13 sacks the entire year last year as a team. So anybody who thought, oh, the Raiders are going to quit, they stink, how can they bounce back? They did. And Raider fans, now I'm sure there'll be some woke, really cool, sharp columnist out there somewhere who will rip the Raider fans like they did the Eagle fans here because of one incident, over what the Raider fans did. You know how fans move on to? You know, the fans wanted Antonio Brown there in the black hole. Robert and I have been in the black hole. I've been ridiculed in the black hole, but I've been embraced in the black hole too. I didn't go in there and grab some guy's shoulder pads off with spikes on him and then expect to be praised as a guy. Hey, everybody likes that guy. It's okay if you went in there and went into the black hole and, and started something with the fans in Raider Nation. I'd never do that stuff. And I don't care who has a better tailgate. I always go where the fun is. But meanwhile, Raider fans last night, let's go to the tape. This is last night at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, whatever they call it this week. This is the last year for the Raiders, their last Monday night game in the black hole. And this is how the fans reacted to not having Antonio Brown in the organization any longer. Let's go to the tape. How dare they? Tony? What animals? I I can't quite hear what they're saying. Can you please translate for me? MVP? MVP? Um, I, oh, no, that man. doesn't quite sound right. They're, they're savages. Those fans are, they should be thrown out of the game. They <laughs> should not be allowed in any tailgates or anywhere else in civilized America. Tony, they can't possibly be saying what I think they're saying, can they? That's what they're saying. You know why? Just like the fans who chant asshole, asshole in the stands at every arena and every stadium in America when a referee screws up. That's how, that's passion and energy is my great friend. 
JT the Brick would say, that's the passion and the energy of the Raider fans. What are they supposed to do, quit and say, our season's done, Antonio Brown decided to up and put his staged bullshit campaign to get the hell out of there so he can go with the Patriots. I feel good for Raider fans, and I feel good for the Raiders. You know, I'm not a Raider fan. I'm not a Raider hater, but that's that's what fans want to see. They want to see their teams rally around something Mm -hmm. when they lose somebody that they thought was going to help them. Well, when when did – because – Good-natured ribbing in sports and kind of going back and forth, it kind of goes with the game. Exactly. You're supposed to. It's a game. When did it become okay to go beyond the good-natured stuff? But remember, this is in the this is in the tunnels. This no, isn't I on the no air. Pro- this no isn't on TV. This. this isn't getting in Denver Bronco right. fans' faces. This is with the fans who realize that Antonio Brown. So this is their way, without hurting anybody, right. without brawling, without beating somebody up, without ripping scarfs off people. You know, without all that other stuff. They went out there and they had a good time and they said, you know what? We don't have the guy. Bafangul, basically, is what they say. <laughs> exactly. Except they did it in English as Which, opposed to the way I would say it. I know. If they'd said it in Italian, uh, <laughs> all, people wouldn't have given them a hard time at all. They were like, oh, that sounds so cool. What is that that they're it saying? It sounds better in Italian. Of Let's course, be honest. Of course, all of the uh, Tony Bruno fans would have known what they were really saying. This is what they were saying, basically, if it were being in Italian. Bafangul, eh? And even the female Raider Nation fans were saying the same thing. Yeah, but see, it, it sounds nicer. It sounds more elegant, oh, exquisite yeah. Yeah, when yeah. you say it in Italian. Very classy. When you say it in English, one more time from the Raider Nation last night in the black hole. <laughs> Ingrates. Now, people, I don't know if they're joking. Where's the AB casket? I think they got that one in Pittsburgh right now. They're passing the casket around. I think the Eagle fans from the F-Lot crew are going to let the first the Steelers fans borrow the A-B casket because they're all happy, you know, and, oh, we got rid of that guy. He was a cancer. Oh, we got rid of the other guy. He was a cancer. And then they go out and get their doors blown in. Listen, obviously, A-B's a great receiver, and I'm not picking on the Patriots or the Raiders or the Steelers. Fans react as fans. When they feel like a player snubs them, what do they do? They get pissed off. LeBron James won a championship in Cleveland, and they burned his jersey after he left. Actually, they burned his jersey when they first had him and didn't win a championship and uh-huh. went to Miami with the smoke and mirrors. And then when he won a championship in Cleveland, they loved him again. And then he goes to L.A., and they burn jerseys again. That's what fans do. Are they breaking the law? Are they hurting anybody? Are they shooting people? Are they stabbing people? No, they're being fans. And if you don't understand how fans react, do I like the profanity? No. But that wasn't harmful. That wasn't no. on the air. It wasn't somebody grabbing a mic and saying it over the loudspeaker. It was fans like, hey, Here's the this thing. is my team now. We don't have that guy. Screw him. Here's what you I move would like on to, with what you have. Here's what I would like to say to all fans out there. Just a little note. <laughs> you do not always have to react to something that you don't like seeing or hearing. It was in their you house, can, by the way. Yeah, no, I'm not. It's I'm in talking, their house. I'm not necessarily talking you about come what. come into our house. Right. Even but you, he, Mike Scott, you come into our house. Well, you shouldn't get your behind kicked unless no. you start trouble in you. That shouldn't happen. I mean, you, we went through this yesterday <laughs> with a very long rant from yours truly, Tony Bruno. But uh, both Mike Scott, Eagles, any fans out there, you know, if, you, if you're in your house. And exactly. somebody does something. 
You do not you have to come react. into my. But this you is don't my house. Have to react. Protect my house and all the other advertising jingles and slogans that people use and love, unless it's against them. I mean, come on, people. K.O.P. Joe, don't tell me how to be a fan. <laughs> Actually, Phil Fan a- Andrews said uh, he was definitely joking. The guy's a clown. Yes. He I mean, just, just you don't have to react. Just Mike Scott, just by the way, did not fly out to Oakland be a part of that. I just want to clear and that up. I don't want all the Mike Scott fans to be upset thinking that he may have gone there to cause trouble in Oakland last night. No, he did not. And just to <laughs> confirm what we were waiting to find out via correct journalism and not reporting something that was not true, the jersey that was on the casket yesterday was not um, as previously Well, stated. we knew that. See, because you know what we do on the show, what I do? I wait for facts. I watch all the evidence that mm-hmm. I see what everybody else saw. I wasn't there, just like most of the people who are commenting on things that happened were never there. So when I'm never there, I try to gather information. I've done this maybe 50 years. And again, you can do whatever you want. But the problem with social media is people can run with stuff, and then other people will take it as fact before it actually is determined to be right. a fact. And I don't want to relitigate the whole Mike Scott thing. That's past. That's old news. Right. He, the bottom line is he was walking around through the parking lots, and everybody loved him. Every, he, he didn't have any problems. Most fans loved him. You know, you got all these different tailgates. We're all vying for love. And it's, oh, he came to my tailgate. My tailgate's cool. That other tailgate, they suck. They're all Eagle fans at an Eagle game. But now it's like, hey, man, it doesn't happen to my tailgate. My tailgate, we just do beer bongs and, and just pour booze down people's throats. We don't resort to that other stupid stuff. We don't resort to caskets. By the way, with the AB casket, I believe, is now going to be a big seller in Pittsburgh and in Oakland oh, yeah. at the Halloween stores. Yeah, actually, AJ in San Antonio <laughs> says that that casket can now be purchased at all Halloween stores. <laughs> exactly. Listen, the casket thing, and now I like the, the hipper, younger, gentler Eagle fan condemning, well, we're not the 700 level anymore. Nah, we don't do that here. We don't do – no, the same people who are condemning the casket thing, which has been going on for ge- generations, are the first ones who go to WWE Monday Night Raw and go and get spastic and start ejaculating when The Undertaker comes out of his coffin at ringside. They're the same people. Oh, how do you bring a coffin into a parking lot? Oh, my God, that is just so stupid. I can't go drink a beer with those people. They got a coffin in there with nothing inside. And referring back to the year 1991, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Hey, get, hey, God bless you and your tailgates. Uh, you want to sell T-shirts and give away stuff? That's good. I don't care what you do. I really don't. I don't knock people for you how they do their tailgates. Because I'll cut you, bitch. Exactly. I, I only care about this whole... Tailgate wars. That was, that That's going to be. A, forget about parking wars. Tailgate. Now Philadelphia. Oh. Now parking. God, tailgate don't wars. Don't give anybody ideas because then it's going to be like the uh, <laughs> what you call it show in the parking lot. Uh, Jerry Springer show meets r- the parking lot tailgates. No God. What is up with my hair? Anyway, you know if you want to play the race card. The race card. The same guy was walking through everywhere. And was being embraced and loved by the fans. Yeah. But then, of course, you got the talking heads, the woke talking heads on radio who make it about race. Mike Scott then, by the way, after that stupid incident, was up in the stands sitting with white people who obviously hate him because they're all racist. 
okay? Every white person's a racist. If that makes you happy, go right ahead. I'm a racist, too. Oh, Although I did yeah. bring my clan suit over to the organic cleaners if it makes you feel better. It's ridiculous, man. Oh, somebody put a crown on your head. You want to crown them? You crown their asses. Because <laughs> they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Well, that's what the Saints defense did last night to the to the Houston Texans. Uh, just a quick, it was speaking of uh, how rumors and how incorrect information can just go like gangbusters. Immediately. So yesterday, um, somebody texted you something that ended up not being true, but it was uh, a sad note, and we are going to talk about it because it is World Suicide Prevention Day. Yes. Uh, and you know what? You know what World Suicide Prevention Day is to me every day. And I know. Listen, I have no problem with spreading the word because it's a very big, big problem. Yes, it is. And to have one day designated is fine. But you, you know, obviously, depression and people having bad thoughts about their lives and and all the things that are contributing to people killing themselves, it's a big problem. Yeah. And so there are suicide prevention hotlines. If you feel down in the dumps, I've felt that way many times in my life. I'm on medication. You try to just lift yourself up and be happy every day. I know that's easier said than done. You have to have people, you have to have people around you who care well, and will try to make sure that you're getting the help you well, need. Well, here's the thing, though, that even if you don't, if you don't feel like you have anybody that you can talk to, there are people. There that's, are what I'm, that's why you have suicide prevention. Yeah. Those are the people that if you don't have anyone and in, in your family structure I know so or, or friends that care. that have talked about it and sometimes it's actually easier talking to a stranger than it is to because exactly it is it is to talking to somebody that's close to you because you feel like you don't want to let them down you don't want to worry them you don't want to like even though you know it's really serious you don't want to tell somebody that you're feeling this way and then be made to feel like oh you're just you know overreacting exactly no so, everybody understands that robin right. everybody who's gone through it has a family friend someone in their family someone's depressed it seems like more people in this world are depressed now than ever before and there's a lot of reasons certainly there's a lot of reasons to be depressed but then there's other the way i try to look at it and, and try to avoid depression is by finding things that make me happy, not by finding like things that make show. me sad. Like doing this every day, communicating with our great fans but, but and uh, all the people out there who love having fun every day. If I, I don't believe I've ever gone through one day in my life, maybe I have, but I don't remember them, where I don't laugh and laugh a lot. And if you don't laugh a lot, then it, it puts you in a position mentally we are looking for the bad because we always gravitate toward well, bad you went, things. You did go through. Well, a yeah, long I went through some with... dark times. Yeah, but I, you know, I had help, and I got help from the doctors, and I got help from psychologists, and I try to stay positive every day. I goof off a lot, but that's part of it. I don't, I don't take things that are not serious serious. Mm -hmm. I do that, but I don't take things that are not serious so seriously, like a lot of people do every day. They worry about politics and who's saying this, and I goof off about politics. But if everybody's so upset every day about anything that happens, how is that going to make you happy? It doesn't. You know how I get happy? I go to an Eagles game. And while we've been spending days and people all over the country now taking the opportunity because of the stupid tailgate thing to once again try to debate on whether the Eagle fans are the worst in the world and they are really animals and there's no doubting it, and somehow I'm defending those people, which I never have and never will, no matter where they are. Bad behavior is bad behavior. 
I don't justify one fan's bad behavior because of others. So I have a, I have a track record proven over the airwaves. Not, hey, I told a friend one time that I really hate those idiots who are drunk in the parking lots. No, no, I've been you saying this for a... generations. Yes, you have. But the one like, thing about even, good fans, Actually, though, that goes to show you uh, the whole narrative about the throwing snowballs at Santa. Exactly. That was you, cleared up decades yes. ago. But you know what? It's still thrown out there uh-huh. by the people nationally who have no idea. And so it's like urban legends that never go away. You still believe them even after they've been debunked. Yep. Even after things, the snowballs at Santa Claus and all the other stuff that's been debunked. But guess what? And I say this again, and, and so I get the people on Twitter, well, you know, yeah, that's it. So justify the Philly fans by bringing up other fans. I'm not justifying any idiotic fans. Do you understand how that works? One person in one city does something stupid and gets on viral video. That person's stupid. Somebody in Philadelphia does something stupid and gets on viral video. video that person's stupid. There's no one person's better than the other or different rules for different people in different cities. Never has been, never will be in my world. Now, you can sit, there and, make, you can sit there and do your Mount Rushmore of the worst fans in the world. You better start over in Europe. You better start over with soccer hooligans. They can't even go to a regular season game any day of the week and not have issues. Racists in the stands yelling stuff at players. Right? You see that all the time. Yep. Players of other races ridiculed by fan bases. And not just one moron who yells something out. The entire stadium's in some of these places. So I don't want to hear about it. it's all this Philadelphia and it's, it's just here. Give me a break. Travel a little bit. Actually, do some research. That includes but you. traveling is good. It is I good. Think I, you go I, around and you see how the world works. I highly works. recommend traveling anywhere else except for the United States. <laughs> Not that you shouldn't go through the United States as well, but really open your eyes to what else is out there because it, it will make you change. It'll make you see things in a different light. I got to, I've been to a lot of Raider games. I've been on the field. I've been in the stands. I've been, to, I've been all over the place. Again, not because I know more than anybody else. I've been in the same position that the Mike Scotts of the world and other athletes who go into different sports arenas do. People razz you. Maybe he was getting razzed, but there was fun razzing. There's a difference between fun, fun razzing and taking things so seriously that you decide to pull a scarf off somebody. That doesn't normally work well no matter who you are. You could be LeBron James, the most well-known athlete, or you could be a guy who's only played 37 games with a team in Philadelphia. It doesn't matter. Just put, don't put yourself in bad positions. It's that simple. What do we, got a little Johnny Cash here? Who's walk-up yeah. music is Johnny no, Cash? No, I'm playing that because you talk about you've been everywhere. Oh, that's uh, because I'm old. But there's a lot of old people who haven't been anywhere, Robin, too. And I recommend I that you travel, no matter how old you are. Now, that's Tony Malcolm right says, there. This is your second rant. This doesn't make me happy. My rants aren't anger or hatred. They're ang- well, There's no hatred in my I rants. Ha- you have to understand, Tony, like I do and some other people do, that even though his veins are popping and his face turns red. That's just and he because looks, that's and he the looks way like, they always do. As he looks like he's going to explode. That does not mean he's angry. I haven't gone all Stephen A. Smith or... Uh, Skip Bayless kind of rage. This is there's no rage within me. But it now looks there's rage like against it. the machine. It looks like it, Tony. Does it? Oh yeah, no. You look like you're angry. This is a Italian. But it am looks- I am I calling people names? Am I using profanity to e- e- express my 
outrage over things? No, no not in this you're case. You're creative. You're creative with your um, name calling or how you describe people. I'm not pissed at all. How do I look pissed? <laughs> you do. I look it pissed? Yes. No, you haven't seen me look pissed. <laughs> I know. As, 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 as what's his name would say, Bill Bixby when he no, was the Incredible just, Hulk. Just so everybody knows, when Tony's really mad, his <laughs> eyes like pop out. Like like that cartoon character. So you will know if if he if, when he's just doing a rant or he is discussing animatedly, he's not angry. I'm Italian. He's a Philadelphia Italian. I'm Italian, and I don't even get that loud. I don't even get as oh, loud no, you as do. I could. You don't, you, you don't realize how loud you get in a normal like. But I'm not screaming to the point where there's like distortion over the microphone. I no, know my. Spittle, I know the levels. Spittle there's spittle, but it only goes on my on my on my but machine. But you're good. You're good because you know how to back up. Unlike, I know how to back that thing up. Yeah, you know how to, you when you. It's so funny. You do it so automatically. As soon as you start going loud, you immediately go back like that. AJ in San Antonio, drive down uh, Broad Street with Tony. <laughs> yes. That's mad. <laughs> no, that's normal. Try that's, driving through that, New even York. Even then, he's not Wait, mad. You want to see mad? Try driving through New York City with anyone including an Uber or Lyft driver or cab driver. Except the cab drivers in New York, I give them credit. They never they never flinch. They just do their thing, man. They see traffic. They weave in and out. Now, Uber and Lyft drivers are more angry because they're new to the game. Yes. They don't know that in New York City you have to drive angry so you can avoid accidents and have people honking but at you. Drive or, aggressive. There's a difference between driving angry and driving aggressive. It's the aggressive. same thing to me. No. I'm not saying you want to run somebody down because they're not crossing the street fast enough. I don't go that angry. When I see people annoyed, pe- you know, people sitting in the left lane when I'm driving mm-hmm. and they have no clue that they're blocking the left lane and everybody else is in the right lane and they can't get around them. I don't, do I get angry? No. I'm like, you're a moron. You do I want to get out of bazooka and blow the tires out? Only temporarily. But well, then you, I don't have a bazooka and can't blow the tiger. You say Gatling gun. Gatling gun, any kind of... Uh, you want one on the hood that you can activate from I would just prefer wheel. to have like an electronic device which just automatically flattens the tires. Yes. Oh, you would, that would make you I don't so want to hurt happy. anybody. I just right. want to send a message yeah. that, hey, who taught you how to drive? You have a license, but you still don't know the rules of the road. That, that, does that make me angry? No. Do I, do I want to jump out of a car and get into a road rage thing over somebody who no. sat at the red light when it turned green for five seconds and no. I'm impatient? You just want to be able to yell at them in the car. Now, when somebody honks at me within one second of a light turning green, now I've had times where I've thought about getting out of the car. But then again, I'm not heavily armed, so I don't want to put my – see, I, want, I don't want to put myself in a bad position. And I've said that to many other people. Now, calm down. You don't want to put yourself – in a position where nothing good could come of a yes. situation. So that shows you that I have patience and understand mm-hmm. that you may be mad enough to do something stupid one time, but that little voice up here that you hear all the time or the one that sits on your shoulder, that's the one that's got to scream. Don't do it. Calm down. This is really Just not worth walk it. Just away. Nothing good Just, could come from this any of exactly this. This is exactly my point about fans. Just walk away. Just exactly. just ignore whatever it is because you don't need that kind. You don't need to bring that. You don't need to invite that stuff because you don't know the other person that is doing stupid shit. You don't know if they have a hair, hair uh, trigger something going on. You don't know what they're going to do to you. Do you really want to exacerbate it? Do you really want to poke the hornet's nest? No, I don't. Exactly. I got bit by a hornet a couple months ago, and my hand still hurts. I may have been injected with some sort of, like, foreign virus of some kind. 
You see all the vibe now that you see what else is now coming back into this country? Oh no. What was the latest? Not typhus. We've seen that one. There was another one that I saw the other day uh, on the streets of California. Unfortunately, where a lot of people are living in squalid well, the conditions. Plague. The plague. No, the plague is another one. No, there's a newer one. That's an old one. Every day they find a new ancient disease that's been uh, that's been Supposedly pretty much eradicated, eradicated especially in, in countries like America where we have. Chemicals and uh, medications to get rid of these diseases. Well, I know the typhus. Uh, it's not typhus. Um, not the plague. Tuberculosis? No, TB's been around for a long, long yeah. time. That's why my initials are TB. I've been around for 60-something years now. Come on, Ron. Just ask yourself. Uh-huh. El Bajito 42 says, just ask yourself, what would Antonio Brown do, Robin? Well, make he, a, he'd make a video. Yeah, exactly. And that does, <laughs> you can't do what Antonio Brown would do because that would require an orchestrated effort by scores yes. of people to put together videos for you. A really nice, polished video. Make up excuses for you before they even happen and then release a video <laughs> expecting everybody to say, yeah, you know what, you're right, man. El Antonio. Bi- yes, exactly. El Antonio. says, it's, is it vaginitis? No, it's not vaginitis. <laughs> that's, no, that's, nah, that's, that's never that's going there, away. Yeah, that's Thanks there. to the Kardashians and the Jersey Shore people. Leprosy. Is it leprosy? Leprosy. That's ah. exactly right. Who came up with leprosy? Drewies. 1971. It's leprosy. Yeah, leprosy. Well, there's in third world countries, leprosy is still exactly. Been around, That's my yeah. point is that there are still underdeveloped countries and it's where these diseases, but they stay there because those people don't move around. I mean, do we really want to go back to the days leprosy? of having leprosy colonies? We can't even find affordable yeah. housing for poor people. How are we going to have leprosy colonies? We don't even have institutions for people who are really mentally disturbed and need help. Now we're going to have to put up leprosy colonies? And for those of you who do not know what leprosy is, it's god-awful because it makes your uh, ex... It, it affects <laughs> from the outer limbs inward, and uh, there's... It's Are we going to have to do a health check starts, uh, segment today? It makes your, makes your fingers and your toes and then the rest of your body start to rot off bit by bit by I bit. I feel like I'm rotting off inside my hand recently. Could that be leprosy? I don't want to be a hypochondriac. But you know how people hear, hey, there's measles. Wait a minute, do I I have the measles now? (laughs) Wait a minute, leprosy? No wonder, what are the symptoms? That's probably what I have right now. Oh, my God. Do I go to CVS and get a leprosy shot and now along with my uh, flu shot, which I won't get? I will not only not get another flu shot this year, which I've never gotten, and you can do whatever you want. I won't get a leprosy shot. I'll have to get – I did get checked last year for uh, H – what is it called? Hepatitis C well, with my blood test, and I don't have it. So you don't need to get checked. Once you get checked for hepatitis C, once in your life, especially if you're older, then you know you don't have it. Well, let's and hope, you're not going to get it, by the way. Let's hope anybody that you love or know does not get leprosy because it's not an easy thing to cure. It is curable, though. Uh, they did find the cure for it, and it's cured with a 6- to 12-month multi-drug therapy. For leprosy? Yeah. Okay, what about uh, the other Cs? What about Kaplan's, Kaplan's C? You know, I, I, I've never heard of that one. Well, that's a disease that plagues the Philadelphia Phillies ah, dugout. See, okay. Gabe Kapler. I get it. Kapler, see? I don't think there's a cure for I don't think there's that. a cure for that no, either. Except the season ending sooner than later here in Philadelphia. Now, we were talking about fans. Did <laughs> you want to. To be fair, did Wait, you. Wait, I got to give him a roaring round of applause for that. I got to give that gentleman. I'm assuming it's a gentleman. And I ain't no gentleman. <laughs> Now, people are, now because our buddies S. Falcon in, in uh, Detroit 
says, when you snapped at Miss Robin on Friday night, how was that not angry makeup sex after that? It's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. But I wasn't angry. There was temporary insanity. And it wasn't even insanity. On your part. Yeah, so on my part, oh, okay. not on Robin's part. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't know how, how often can you <laughs> claim temporary insanity. But I'll go with it. I'll go with that. Hey, listen, a lot of criminals claim that. So wait a minute, wait a minute. If that happens again, can I go back at you going, stop, you're insane? Yes. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Everybody heard that. Mark the tape. <laughs> I can say, stop it. You're acting insane. Now, that would be a microaggression on, on your part to go, because, you know, insanity is not something to joke about, Robin. I would just usually say, I'm not going to tolerate your crap today. Exactly. Oh, on my part. Exactly. I should have that. <laughs> I should have that soundboard personally. I should have things like that just to go back at you. Or I could be a common collected guy who's angry and go the Lawrence O'Donnell way. There's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That's pretty much what Robin does when I flip out every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then sometimes I'll play. There's insanity in the control room tonight. Yes. But most importantly, stop the hammering. Yes. Yes. Well, as Falcon 39, he goes, if he snaps at you, Robin, you're going to get laid. Well, but I'm going to get laid anyway. So wait a minute. Whatever. Bob from Valley Forge, how's your coccyx, Tony? It's pretty strong right now. I mean, it's, you know, if everybody's fallen on their coccyx and you get either a bruise there, and it's painful. It is. You can't sit it. For those My coccyx is good, thank your you. coccyx is also known, that's the tailbone, right? Yes. And oh. the tailbone's connected to the ass bone, and the ass bone's connected to no, your, the asshole. Your tailbone ass- is connected directly to your, to your sp- sp- yeah, your spine. front of your head. I know, that was a joke. You, that was a play on the it's, song. It's Robin. actually connected to your eyes because you literally see stars. You will black out if you fall on it correctly and break it. Like and then I bed did. bugs, too. Watch out. you got to watch out for everything right now. So make sure when you get a back, when you go into CVS, Make sure you get all the necessary medications and shots for bed bugs, polio, which has been gone for a long, long time, thanks to Dr. Jonas Salk, as you well oh, remember. Oh, that's Robin. another one that's back. Polio. Polio is back. Yes, there was a there was Jeez. people that had polio. I that's another one that I was reading about. I couldn't think of. That's why you, that's why people shouldn't go out anymore. That's why I stay locked down here in the wine cellar in South <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> so I don't want to. I'm the exact opposite. You know, we're we're having fun last night at Landmark. Sunday, Toll Man Joe's, and now Thursday night. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Just when you thought the football frenzy of the early season was going to stop or subside, Thursday night, Harry Mays and I will head up to Screwballs with a couple of Screwball hosts spitting valuable football knowledge. Now That is a Thursday night before Thursday night football, and that show will be from 6 to 8 p.m. at Screwballs in King of Prussia, live on 97.3 ESPN and also on the Twitch stream live. If you haven't caught any of the shows, you really should. The combinations of the people that have been on the show with you, they've all been fantastic, bringing great knowledge to every single show. Um, they're all a little bit of a different flavor. No, it's been fun. Now really I've worked with new people. for the Now the last two shows, obviously Aton was there last night, who I know and work right. with. But, you know, we got John McMullen, NFL insider. I've never actually physically worked with him. Yeah, he loves you. And Colin, you know, and, 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 and Colin, former uh, Temple University yeah, Colin great. Thompson. It was Colin Thompson. Really Colin Thompson, who's a great kid. He had his uh, girlfriend from, from Florida there last night. Sin- no, uh, Sydney. 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 And so 
We're spitting knowledge. Yeah. Oh. These guys have knowledge from covering sports. Colin has it from playing sports, mm-hmm. being in the NFL with the Bears, and uh, also he played for the New York Giants. So he knows. He knows the players. He knows the game. And I have a little fun. Aton and I have fun. Harry and I will have fun. And that's what, that's what a pregame show should be. It shouldn't be a couple of nerds, geeks, spitting out n- numbers that don't matter. Our numbers matter. And we have fun doing it. So that's if you want to listen to a different type of uh, pregame show, we do it three times a week now. Colin Thompson. Um, Tony, you were mentioning, we, did you still want to play this video just to give fair and balance that you are not defending Eagles fans? No, what do you mean fair and balance? I'm not, I don't because defend, you're not. I defend fans. I don't defend bad fans. Right. It's really simple. So if you're an asshole, you do something stupid, I, I don't defend you. If you're a fan just being a fan, then why would I have a problem with you? I didn't have a problem with the Raider fans last night. Mm-hmm. I don't have a pa- problem with any fan who acts like a fan. That's why they're called fans. Are you talking about the, the woman who broke it down? Yes. Now, everybody talks about the tailgate on Sunday. But luckily, there's people with cell phones everywhere now. This one comes to us via Philly DP. wonder Whoa. what that means. Uh, I don't, he doesn't I, follow me on Twitter, though, and he only has. I'm, I'm assuming it's a he. I don't know if I should assume what that means. Well, it says at Philly DP, maybe that's his initials, and he was in the upper deck the other day. Don Paolo, that's what it means. That's what we're going to go with. Is that his name? I don't know no. what his name is. I have no it's idea. It's at Philly DP. He doesn't follow me. I just followed him because he put up a funny video, and now Barstool, see, that's what happens. You put up a video, Barstool grabs it, and then it becomes viral, and then maybe you get 100 followers. It's, it's a good way to uh, market yourself. Absolutely. So anyway, he posted this video from the stands to show you exactly, exactly how women who are much maligned as sports fans mm-hmm. can go into a football game, watch what's transpiring before them, and not just do the typical, what happened there, hun, or no. This woman knew what was going on. She understood the offensive game plan of Doug Peterson in the first half of the game, and she was not really happy with Carson Wentz, the play calling, and, of course, the decisions. Let's go to the upper deck. Not the 700 level. Those people were assholes. Let's go to Lincoln Financial Field. First half, Eagles against your Washington Redskins. Is it not playing well? Somebody asked me if that was my ex. This is Christ Now, this is a woman who's a little upset at Carson Wentz. A lot of people were early. Not me. But she's just a fan, and she's got, you know, probably her son. He's got men around her, other women. Uh Uh-huh. No doubt. What the fuck? How was your third fucking check Come on. That is not the initial fucking play. I am dead ass serious. Someone needs to get the fuck open. She knows her formation. She knows the difference between a screen pass and a check down. And Carson Wentz isn't even captain check down, as many quarterbacks in the National Football League tend to be called. She knew that was a check down. (laughs) How many times do you have to change the play, Carson? Go downfield. Listen to that lady. Brilliant. (laughs) 
Somebody asked me if that was my ex-wife. I said, no, my ex-wife can't break down games like that. <laughs> she doesn't know the difference between a screen, a screen door, a bomb, a ruski, or maybe a fumble. She would know a fumble because hey. everybody gets excited over a fumble, Robin. I, I do know that one, except I'm not your ex-wife. So. <laughs> anyway, that was, that, that was fun. See, there was that woman causing a corru- No, she was arguing with the people with her. When they said it was a screen pass. Yeah, I don't know. Who, get open. She was yelling at the receivers to get open. I don't know who the kid is that's sitting next to her, if it's her son or whoever, but you could tell he's like, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Play action for real. Play action real says, she stole my camels and my flask earlier in the game. I recognize her. Wow. <laughs> now, did she didn't appear drunk. No. She appeared passionate, as a fan is. She wasn't getting up, standing up, and, and blocking other people's view of the game. She was having a reasonable discussion of play calling early in a game where the Eagles came out and let the Washington Redskins See, march up and down the field on them. Your the, idea <laughs> of reasonable is different than But she wasn't people. getting in someone's face no, who disagreed no, no, with her. That's low, my point. And by the way, fan bases don't always agree with each other in the stands. I believe there are some tapes of fans fighting other fans oh, yes. of, the, of their own of their own. Yes. You know the term is They turn on each other. They're one of us. What are you doing? No, those fans sometimes turn on each other, too. And I believe there's a lot of video of that available in all cities. Oh, yeah. Fans just don't pick on other fans wearing different colors. If you say something they don't like and it's deep into the game and you've been at a tailgate at 7 a.m. pounding natty lights all day, sometimes, you know, you're not going to disagree. Or as we like to say... Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. EKT8750. She's still a meathead. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to agree. Mikey misses hair plugs. She's a keeper. I got to get those digits, yo. <laughs> I got to get those digits. You know, you know, so for, for, I know that like a lot of <laughs> families are used to having that very loud brash amongst each other as well. It's, but she was with those people. I know. It wasn't like she turned to some stranger no, no, no. I mean, and started arguing about the play selection. Somebody that's not used to being around that, it's overwhelming. I like can assure is, you the people near her were used to being around that, Robin. That's Falcon 39. She drinks White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can almost guarantee you she drinks Bud Light. That's what I'm going See, with. later on Bud in the game, Light. though, the, the kid next to her gave her a Snickers bar, and she became a nice <laughs> church mom, church lady. Yes. She stopped cursing. And I'm sure a lot of Eagles fans, they, the cursing went the other way in the second half. Yes. When they came from behind and took the lead. And then if they gambled on the game, then the cursing resumed when the right backdoor the cover end, yes. occurred by the Washington Redskins. So that's the, that's, that's the emotion of going to a sporting event. You know, you ride the high, hey, we went right down the field and scored. Like the Raiders fans, I like, went right down the field and scored. You go crazy. Then when something bad happens, it's an emotional roller coaster, Robin. Mm-hmm. That's what makes sports fun. But at the end of the day, to quote that quote that I hate using, it's just a game. It's just a game until you realize your team's not going to make the postseason, like the Philadelphia Phillies or maybe the New York Mets. Then you just either quit and say, screw this, or you keep going and saying, it's still going to happen. For example, the Phillies last night, Aaron Nola, he was riding high in April and May and June and July, and then all of a sudden, he is now fading faster than a Labor Day tan in Fishtown. That's how fast he's fading. You get it, Robin? You have a tan from the Labor Day, and now all of a sudden, it's a week later, and your tan starts. Unless you have a fake tan, like what's-her-face on the cover Doesn't of a magazine. 
Doesn't that fade as well, though? The fake tan? Yeah. No, that washes off. When you have a real tan, the one where you actually go out in the sun and destroy your skin, and it stays nice and tan for a while, then you start peeling, that fades usually by the middle of September. Like middle of games, most fans fade because they've had too much and they really shouldn't even be there. They should go home and go to bed. But anyway, enough about that. So meanwhile, for people wondering, I got this great stat on Carson Wentz on the Internet today. God, thank God for the Internet. Thank you, Al Gore. I don't thank you enough. Carson Wentz, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, on third down against Washington on Sunday, he was 12 of 13, 197 yards, three touchdowns on third downs on Sunday. I'd say that's pretty good. Now, obviously, they got off to a slow start, and that's not good. But those are spectacular numbers. Third down, 12 of 13, 197 yards, three touchdowns. That's pretty damn good. Meanwhile, we'll get a lot of stuff going on here today. Don't forget, it's Stump Jose on Taco Tuesday. Coming up at 2.15 and about a half hour from right now as we do this live every day. That's the one advantage of doing a live show every day. We don't have to tape it and then go back and edit it and then play it next week. Well, hopefully it's at 2.15 because I have not been able to get a hold of Jose yet. No, wait a minute. He's had three consecutive bye weeks. Yeah, but, you know, he does. He works a job, so I'm not going to okay. rip him until... But, no, we, we knew. We talked to him on Friday night on the end of the night show, and he said he would be back Tuesday, same bat time, same bat station. You know what I'm saying? And we also have a What's in the Box segment today. That's right. We have product... Oh, what's in the box? The box has not been, uh, they're not been coming. Well, they have been coming, but it's usually Robin ordering crap or Luigi stuff no, coming here. Luigi. He's got a box upstairs. What's the matter with these people? You know, and people are now, you know, everybody's posting the video of that woman. Uh-huh. A lovely Eagles fan there, Tony. Come on. You don't think there's other fans in other cities that do the same thing? Are you a sexist or a misogynist, Mr. Wondrous ATX? Well, I'm just I'm I'm trying to think of what she would be like. I'm looking. I'm watching basis. the video. The fans around her are on their phones. The dudes are like checking their Tinder accounts. She's not bothering anybody. The guy who took the video was sitting probably four seats away from her. But she's obviously loud enough that she's drawing attention to herself. You know what? A lot of fans are screaming. I know. And guess what? Not everybody hears what the person in the next section is saying. Unless they get up and make a scene or throw something or do something stupid. So now that person's going to be made fun of all over the Internet as some sort of a vile, foul-mouthed fan. Well, she is. But she's a fan. So I could play the game, oh, you want to criticize a woman who's as passionate about football as the guy is? I could play that card, Robin. Does I... that woman know? She knows checkdowns. She saw the Carson Wentz checkdowns. So we're going to get mad at her because in her own little world there. Again, she didn't grab the PA mic and start screaming it to the entire stadium. she's not throwing things. Exactly. She's not even holding a beer. She didn't even turn to uh, the guy next to her and say, here, hold my beer. (laughs) She didn't say, come at me, bro. No, she didn't do any of that. (laughs) Oh, just really quick, because for those of you, we, we need to go over the Jose rules ahead of time so that people can prepare. Just right, in so case we do they the rules play. right now? Yeah, let's do the rules right now. You really want to do the rules? People will forget the rules in a half an hour, right? I know, but then we'll we have a short the, attention span we'll go society. Over again, but some people might want to prepare some questions so that they can participate because they are listening in and they want to know how to play and what kind of prizes they can win. All right, let's do the rules again now. In case you missed it, the, a month ago we started the. 
because Jose always calls in and always spits amazing, amazing knowledge. Amazing knowledge. Like, off, without looking it up, yeah. he's You'll just, just say something, and he'll bring up the roster of the 1976 Atlanta Braves out of nowhere, without looking it up, without Googling it. So we thought it would be fun to do a Stump Jose segment. Correct. Where people can call in and see if they can have a question that will Stump Jose. And we did it for Fabulous, and now we're doing it for Fabulous Prizes. Right. In now, case you're just joining us, you're new to the show. The first time we did it, though, we we realized a mistake of ours, that we left it kind of open. No, we had wise guys. It's like people know how to, you know, we know the rules, but you're still going to try to slip one in and break the rules, you know, whether it's your taxes, you know, whether it's speeding, drinking and driving, you know the rules in advance. Then you got to be have that one wise guy, that one wise guy who goes probably by the name of Dean from Clearwater, <laughs> who figures, I'm going to slip in here and throw Jose a Mickey, slip a Mickey into the drink. You know what that means? Yes, I do. Unfortunately, it's happened too many uh-huh. times, and luckily people are in jail as a result now. But you don't throw out, like, who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated in 1949. Yeah, because that's not, not going to be no. even close to his wheelhouse. And his wheelhouse is humongous big. Yes. It's just that he does have a wheelhouse, and we're not trying to, like... Exactly. Stumping Jose doesn't mean, like, trying to be an asshole. Don't be the guy at the tailgate who's an asshole. So here are the rules. And... <laughs> Because there's going to be a lot of options for you with these questions, but they do they they do have to be in his wheelhouse. So, the questions that you can ask Jose, don't ask what year did uh, you know somebody play first base. I would like no, to, he would know that. No, but, but not the, the year. year. Yeah, not, not the, the year, year because he, he had one know. of the questions right. He was off by a year. Right. I don't remember what happened last year. Exactly. Okay? I've, con- I've covered 30 Super Bowls. Am I going to be able to tell you who played in Super Bowl 23 without looking it up? No, because it's not something that's top of mind awareness. Even NFL experts don't know that. Exactly. So no dates. You're not, you're exactly. not going to ask dates. Um, no, like, magazine-type questions or celebrity gossip-type questions because he's not interested in that kind of stuff, and that's not something this he is would not, retake. But this, this is not rigged. No, it's not We don't not tell him the questions in advance. No. He doesn't look them up. The thing about Jose, this is one thing we've known for years. You throw something at him, he doesn't go into Google real fast. No. He doesn't get on the computer. That's what's amazed us about him over the years. So it's the four major sports, uh, basketball, football, hockey, and baseball. Baseball, sorry. Not in that particular (laughs) order. Not particular order. And so yes on roster questions, yes on team questions, yes on player questions. But uh, (laughs) you can kind of go to town. Cujo knows, right? Jose, what was actually in the Eagle fans' coffin? No, no, not, not questions like that. We know what was not on the Eagle fans' coffin, and that was a disgraceful uh, mocking of Sean Taylor, who lost his life a couple of years ago. That was not on the coffin. Even though people will still run with that, knowing the facts that it wasn't a Sean Taylor jersey. It was not. But anyway. No, it uh, it was a jersey that on the front of it, it didn't even have... Uh, people were saying, well, it had his number. No, it didn't. It had uh, playing like it's 1991 yes. on the front of a jersey. Exactly. That's what it I was. I don't believe Sean Taylor, the late great Ton Sean Taylor, was playing in 1991 for you keeping And last time we checked, uh, numbers did not consist of four numbers. Listen, Robin, people will say whatever they want. People who have narratives and want to make something true because they want it to be true, I don't deal with those clowns. I deal with facts. Uh, I've made mistakes. 
But when I make a mistake, I, I clear them up. But facts matter. Facts matter. And that's what I always go with. And I always have tried. Taylor War, 1991. Yeah, mm -hmm, try that again. Um, so He was joking, obviously. I know, he's joking. So, uh, again, no dates, no magazines, no... And no multiple-choice questions for Jose, either. I'm not going to give him a multiple-choice question. Again, you can do what you want, but it's not about... I'm going to come some, something so obscure, nobody would get this. That's all. We're just going to have fun with this. Yes. It's and, and, and by the fun. way, even you, if you stump him, you get a prize. Yeah. If and Jose, by the way, has the most burden to be good because he has to keep winning week after week to get his fabulous grand prize picked especially for him. And he's going to like it. And he has chosen not to know what it is. Exactly. In fact, his prize package is building. Is it? Yes, we're adding more and more oh, things. See, you I can't know give a guy who's putting himself up every week for ridicule, uh, tumult, and people disrespecting his greatness. The people who stump him will get a prize. But when people hear if you stump him, you get a prize, what do they do? They immediately go to something to try to trip a guy up and, and make him look bad. And that, if you get your jollies trying to make somebody look bad, you come to the wrong show, my friends. You take that to the parking lot. You take that to the tailgate wars. And you go from tant to tant and from awesome tailgate to the next not-so-awesome tailgate, and you make the final decisions. We don't play that shit on this show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no college. No college. Uh, it has to be NFL. The four major sports. Yeah, NFL, NBA, NBA MLB, and NHL. Exactly right. Boo. And no multiple sports. It's one question. You, how hard is it for you? That's why I hate doing the rules in advance. You ask him one question. He either gets it right or wrong. It's that simple. When you try to complicate the rules and you have the fine print underneath, you know, just like the publisher's clearinghouse bullshit. You know, you get inundated. All you do is enter one time, and then they send you mail every day, and Robin gets this. Oh, well, you know what? If you order a magazine, maybe you have a better chance to win. Has anybody who's never ordered a magazine ever won the Publishers yes. Clearinghouse Contest? Yes. How do you know that, Robin? Because, because they, they told have, you so? No, they have stats. They have yeah, stats. you believe it? No, I mean, they're independent. Like, do you not think that the people who order gazillions of magazines thinking that each time you order another magazine that you'll never read? do not change. Th yeah, y'all, right. No, right. the odds don't change whether you order or not. I think I'm actually saying what you're trying to talk. I'm saying say. is that everybody has to look at the fine print on every contest. Yeah. Because a lot of people have been, look, betting, can't, betting sites, they've had to pay people back going to the fine print to describe, hey, you know what? Yeah, we had a mess up here because chapter seven of the uh, unwritten rules are the rules that are really in fine print. Like when you sign a contract for a car or anything or an appliance and then you or think everything's covered. <laughs> Well, no, that has to have like 17 pages now if you do a prenup. <laughs> you ain't getting away with a boilerplate prenup these days. If you're, if you're wealthy, you better, have like, you better have like the Cheesecake Factory menu size prenup nowadays if you're people with money. And then it depends on what state you get married in because then there's already like unwritten rules. Exactly. Well, no, there's Oy. no unwritten rules on this show. We already laid it out. We'll judge it. By the way, we're not giving away a new car or a house or $1,000 a week for the rest of your life, and then $1,000 a week for the rest of your family's life. We're having fun here. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, Jose, Swedish Chef 2019 says, can Jose phone a friend if he doesn't know? No, he does, no there's no because, phoning a friend. Because a friend would have ch a chance to go look it up on the exactly. internet. Exactly. Jose so, yeah. has no chance to look it up. Jose has You have to the have advantage because you can come up with your question. And how many questions will we take today, Robin, for Jose? Two. Two questions. So we're going to take two calls at 2.15. We've just spent 15 minutes explaining the rules. So when the contest starts at 2.15 and about 18 minutes from right now, have your questions ready, put on your thinking cap, put on your hair pieces, and put on your ninja scarves and your ninja headbands because we're not going to explain this thing anymore. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired with this contest. Why is giving stuff away so it's such a big deal? And no, Jose cannot do a curbside shout-out. You know, you've seen these shows where you get somebody off yeah, the yeah, street yeah, and yeah. you bring them in. Hey, can you help me answer this question? This is just a simple game for simple people. And, uh, of course, Steve in, in Detroit says, I'm not asking. This game is rigged. This game is rigged by a guy who probably goes to, to carnivals and thinks he's going to put the ping-pong ball in that jar or he's going to make a basket on a basket that's just the same size, the rim that's the same size as the basketball. Those games are rigged, my friends. We don't rig anything. There's no switching in the back room on this show. <laughs> We're having a stupid, fun game involving one of our favorite people. I mean, Jesus. And it's one of your guys. Your, no, I can't say it. Tony will rip me. You're the listener's favorite people. I almost said your guys's, and then Tony would rip me. Of course, because that would be something that would make me angry, because I hate things that don't make any sense, Robin. Well, except this show. I love this show. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. But meanwhile, I want winners. Do prizes have to be picked up in person? Absolutely not. Nope. Apps, we will even pay the postage and handling. Amazing. What a deal. What a deal. Provided you, uh, you know, throw a couple bits our way to handle postage and handling. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting bits. <laughs> well, we're getting bits. Yeah, we'll trade bits for postage and handling. How's that? That's Absolutely free. Absolutely trade. <laughs> now, we got a lot of other stuff to get to today. We've got a new baseball game. Not, not the Phillies and Atlanta Braves game. Just when you thought there weren't enough ways to gamble, Robin... I saw this story this morning, and this will make Luigi happy. This will make a lot of people who just don't have enough avenues to bet on sports. Major League Baseball, believe it or not, is now the first major sports league in America that will come up with lottery games, scratch-off lottery games. And I can, I can hear it now. Fill the pens because you know those games that this are look like they're just Pennsylvania only. They're not. Right, right, right. They're a national game. Right. There's one company that does it, and then they and take then they the just, ads right. and they make them Pennsylvania, right. like uh, Gus the uh, stupid groundhog in Pennsylvania. Oh, I can't stand but those games are all over the country. There's one company that does this, or one major company that yeah. lottery, that lotteries in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, right. Delaware, you name the state, Arizona. different ones. It's going to be called Baseball Box, and Major League Baseball licensed. And team league markings will be on. And guess what? It's a daily lottery game. So you go in. Now, I don't know when they're going to release it because the story is just breaking this morning. So you'll be able to get a scratch-off lottery ticket every day. And then Major League, they're not doing it this year. First of all, in Philadelphia, why would anybody buy a baseball box scratch-off lottery ticket knowing that the Phillies' baseball bucks were poorly spent in the offseason and they ain't going to get jack as a result? So I think Philly would be a bad place to try to start this right now, although it's supposed to be at every Major League Baseball city. So what they're going to do next year, based on what I've uh, 
garnered from this story is that every day, because they know the schedule every day in advance, they know who's playing every day. So there's going to be a scratch-off ticket with the, t- with the games that are going to be played every single day, and then you'll have to go on and pick the teams and then scratch off the right one you think's the right one. So it's a game of chance. It's not like your knowledge about baseball or you're betting on the games themselves based on who you think's going to win. You pick up a scratch-off ticket just like you buy a regular one now, and because you're a baseball fan, and it may have the Phillies logo on it in Philly or the Pirates logo on, or you get you know, the Rams, I mean the Rams, the, the, uh, the Yankees, the Mets, the Marlins, except nobody's going to be there to buy them at Marlins Park. Marlins fans will buy them outside the stadium and then pick other games. Well, so that's going to be it next year. So here's one for the uh, Astros. So we have pictures of it now. There are okay. a couple. So this is a $5 scratch-off. Mm-hmm. Houston Astros enter for a chance to win a trip to the MLB World Series. and So they're out already. Okay. Because, yeah. again, I didn't see all the details. I just saw that baseball is the first sport to do this. Yep. You would think the NFL, which already has 72,000 gambling sites and fantasy sites, would jump on this, especially because so many people play scratch-off lottery tickets. I used to do it, too, but then I never win anything. Here's one for the Texas, so the, uh, Texas uh, the, Rangers. The Texas Rangers. They don't have a Phillies one yet, do they? Uh-huh. They do? They do. Hold on. Because the story this morning made it sound like they're going to – they must have announced it and had these things already ready to go. So, anyway, the point is you got to match real games, what's on the ticket, and you think it's about knowledge. It's not about knowledge. This is still a game oh, of wait. chance, not a game of knowledge. Oh, hold on a second. This one for the Phillies, it says this game is closed. So they had some back in 2011. Yeah, no shit. Their season is closed. No, no, no. <laughs> so th- this one, this particular one was back in tw- uh, 2011. <laughs> so the Phillies had some way before other people did, and now this other company's taking it over. Wow. Yeah, interesting. The Phillies were going to have the flip-off games. Where fans who go to the game expecting a chance to make the wild card usually leave by flipping off Gabe Kapler and the Phillies organization every night at Citizens Bank Park. So they got the flip-off game going on right now, not the scratch-off game. More ways to lose your money. And listen, it's legal. You're going to bet on it, right? Scratch-off. They're not scratch and sniff, though. The Phillies should come. That's a great one, Dean. Phillies should come up with a scratch-and-sniff card. And it would have, like, Instead of having games and num- just have, like, all the players on there. So you have players, all the 25-man uh-huh. yeah, 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 roster. Yeah, yeah. You can't do it September because I don't know if they'd have enough for 30 spaces. Okay. Because the rosters have been expanded. So you have the, the 23-man roster and each Phillies player on there. And then each day you have to guess who's going to stink. And then you scratch off that player's and face. Like and ass. it smells like ass. <laughs> and, you know, so somebody will be – you know, <laughs> People will be picking the same guys a lot of times. Like Andrew Knapp, I'm sure, will be scratched on a lot of days about which player will play like ass that night. But there's a lot of choices. It could be a bullpen pitcher, right? This of, is a great idea. It's kind of like the uh, Harry Potter jelly beans. You never know what you're going to get. Exactly. How would a, let's see, I should be coming up with lottery games. Yes. One can smell like uh, flowers or cologne, and another will smell like ass. Because, you know, now when like you, go into, now you go into a supermarket, you know, you, wanna st- you, you get the glades, you know, the glade things for, that make your house yes, smell nice. Yes. And they have a little scratch-off panel. Yeah. And you want to smell what it smells like, right? Uh-huh. And everybody does it. You got I a little scratch. You got to have scratch and sniff. We live in a scratch and sniff world. I even do it with women. I want to make sure. I get a little scratch and sniff. I want to make sure that's clean. There's videos about that. 
Yeah, scratch and sniff <laughs> sometimes may be good. Sometimes. You are looking lied. Yeah. No, not that <laughs> you one. You are smelling lied. That's a great contest. It is. I like it. And who, which Philly fan or a lot of oh, other man, teams it would fans be so popular. would have a chance every day to scratch off the one player you think will stink it up tonight? Brilliant. And then, of course, Gabe Kapler will always have the coconut oil smell yeah, in there. Smell like coconut. Even though he Except may that's stink. Good. And a lot of fans think he stinks a lot of nights with I his know. decision making. So I don't know if he could do that, though, because if it's always coconut, coconut, I like the smell of coconut. Yeah, and, he, and his coconut smells good. Gabe Kapler, not so much. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, sometimes that's a game. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Now, can you rig that contest, too? I don't know. <laughs> Charlie Manuel would smell like hubba bubba. Hubba bubba. I love that, man. As long as it doesn't smell like chewing tobacco. Uh, and then you'd have, like, different scents. You'd have, like, well, chewing tobacco. Everything doesn't have to smell to- like ass, Robin. Unfortunately, chewing tobacco smells good prior to it being chewed. No, not that. You're thinking of pipe, like, Meerschaum bowl pipe oh, smoking. You're I thinking am. of pipe tobacco God, that has the cherry in it and stuff. Prior to it being smoked, it smells really good. There's, like, the, the, the cognac flavor yes. and cherry. The John Crux square would smell like Copenhagen and Natty Light. <laughs> <laughs> Rebel Man skull, 9311 says one of them has to say, taste like smells like teen spirit. Yes. Speaking of which. Yes, I have that all ready to go, Robin. Speaking of which. Now I want to say, let's get back into uplifting. Nothing said uplifting on this date. September 10th, 1991, Robin. Where were you on September 10th, 1991? I was in California. Duh. Were you Dude. grungy? No, I was not. That's when the whole grunge thing started, yo. Yo. Up in Seattle. I was newly married. Nirvana, bro. Smells like teen spirit. Such an uplifting song, too. Especially when the first line is... Load up all guns, bring your friends. It's fine to lose and pretend. This song's been de- 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 this, this song has been declared one of the greatest songs ever written. One of the most iconic songs in music history. Now, I was never a big Nirvana or grunge fan. It's just all depressing shit to me. But this is the date that Smells Like Teen Spirit was released, We're September released. 10th, 1991. Tony, we have breaking news. I said Seattle. That's where grunge started. We have breaking, breaking, have breaking news, news via the chat room. Oakland 2068 is breaking this news to us, saying that Oakland is getting a new football team. Marshawn Lynch is a co-owner of the Oakland Panthers, the newest franchise in the indoor football league. They will play a 14-game season starting on March 2020 with their seven home games at the Oakland Arena, the former home of the Golden State Warriors. Yes, the former home of the Warriors, the Oracle Arena. Yes. Did they take Oracle off the name of that thing? I think so. Now that the season's over and the Warriors aren't playing anymore and are moving into downtown San Francisco? Yeah, indoor football, you know, does it work? Now, it's not Arena League because the Arena League's like six teams now. Yeah. And they're all playing within a uh, reasonable radius, so they only have to fly to the games because they're not making a lot of money. But anyway, that's, that's fine. You know, will it work? They should call them the Oakland Skittles. I mean, if Marshawn Lynch, how about the Oakland, I'm all about that action, boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should be funnier names like that. And uh, R. Fitz G. Nobody cares. <laughs> 
Uh, some people will care. There's some people. You know, their arena team did all right. They were pretty good. The yeah. San, remember when San Jose had an arena team and Tampa had an arena team? Scotts, the Arizona, the mm-hmm. Rattlers were a popular, I popular say, team. I, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. I went to a Rattlers game. It was so much fun. It was, talk about, like, it was like football with a party atmosphere. Yeah, and like then Arizona, yeah. San Jose, uh, Philly for a while when Bon Jovi got involved. You know, you, and Tampa. Those were big arena football markets. Yeah. Because they had great coaches. The games were exciting. And you can bet on them. They were quick games. They had, because it was all indoors, they, the, the sound was fantastic. So they were always playing, like, rock music. And um, my favorite was the the entrances for the teams. They usually had, like. Um, like Nirvana? No, 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 no. They would have, like, people, guys coming in on motorcycles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was smoke. And it was pretty Give, fun. Let me get a little bit more uh, Nirvana. Nirvana. Here, Come on. I'm feeling I'm chilling now. Ujo knows. Whatever. Give me the indoor fistball league. Yeah, I, I'd go to an indoor fistball league game before I'd go to any of that stuff. I mean, we got the XFL starting. They're trying to field teams. Yeah. They have skittle, they'll have skittle colors for uniforms. See, that's, that's great marketing. Here, we're trying to help Marshawn Lynch, who was last seen at one of his uh, camps for kids this summer. Uh-huh. He had a football camp for kids, and apparently he was scolding one kid and got into it with a mother for not uh, using his son. He pays money to Marshawn Lynch to go to a football camp, uh-huh. and then apparently things got ugly. And then Marshawn Lynch had to return, refund the money. The lady was upset. Parents, man. It's those uh, helicopter parents. <clears throat> yeah, I, you need to play G off did you, more. You, did you like this song, Robin? No. I was never a Nirvana fan. Not even Nirvana. Just grunge in general. Yeah. It's just, people it's, call me angry. I'm not angry. No, this was, was angry and depressing music. Yeah, just this, It's why Starbucks opened on every corner in Seattle back in the 90s. Teenage If it angst. wasn't for this song, there would not be a Starbucks within every 15 feet in America. And now there is. And it's a caffeinated, over-caffeinated environment in which we live, Robin. That's why I recommend one cup a day, first thing in the morning. And maybe late at night if you're out and you have a nice... Uh, dinner and then some dessert but don't order cappuccino at night that is a major italian american violation you know that right robin you go to italy I don't care. you go to italy and you go into a gelateria or you go into a coffee shop after noon and you have the audacity to order a cappuccino they will give you the death the death ray eye they will almost literally pick you up and throw you out into the streets. They, I know, but I, you know what? It's worth it to me because I, I can drink a really good cappuccino any time of the day. I can too. But so, I learned in Italy, they don't play that shit. Will they make you one? Of course. But you're not supposed to have one because you know why? They're so busy because people in Italy, and they do it in France and other countries where they drink a lot of coffee, they go in for lunch breaks. They mm-hmm. go in and get an espresso, a double espresso. Oh, I know. So the the, uh, the the baristas, they don't have time to be making all these double latte, extra foam crap. They're cranking out espressos, double espressos. People walk in, and and in their neighborhoods, everybody knows one another. So the barista knows Giovanni's coming in. He wants his double shot of espresso. He doesn't want foam. He doesn't want all the other crap that people now go into Starbucks and stand 15 minutes in line waiting to have their name called with an embarrassing array of different pumpkin spices and lotions and potions and all the other crap that people put in their coffee now. 
It's an outrage. And no, no half calf. Half calf, half ass. Extra comb, uh, soy latte, organic yes. soy latte. Grunge was worse than disco. Ah, uh, yeah. Come at me. Come at Most me, bro. Most disco is like happy music. Exactly. You ask me, and now a lot of people may disagree. Cujo says, uh, you, tell, you can't tell me grunge was worse than disco. And yes, Starbucks is some white people shit. It's some... I won't It's say white that. people shit. Let's be honest. I mean, brothers yeah. go into Starbucks, too. But they usually go in to use the Wi-Fi and then get thrown out and then sue the city money. and get a couple hundred thousand doesn't dollars. doesn't matter who you are. You Those are the smartest guys. Wasted. Those guys that went into the Starbucks here in Philly and then were told to leave because they weren't buying anything. Mm-hmm. And then wound up with two hundred thousand dollars in cash and prizes. Those are the smartest Starbucks customers ever. Let me give them another roaring round of applause. <laughs> Rebel Man Night ninety three eleven. You couldn't get any angrier and sullen than Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam. Well, that's true. You got Nirvana, Pearl Jam. These guys were all. They weren't necessarily angry. They were just like depressed. Everything. They didn't really scream. It was just sort of this what's the the monotonous sense of desperation and despair. Yeah, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. No, it's ridiculous. There were. I'm not saying the bands weren't bad. Of course, that's where grunge was born in Seattle. You can disagree with me. I'm not a grunge fan. I'm sorry. I'd rather listen to disco than grunge. You know why? Because disco is going to make me happy. It's not going to make you happy? I, I kind of love disco. I told you. I, I, I actually I went to Studio mem- 54, I the original one. I have memories of disco. I was working in New York in the 80s when Studio 54 was the rage. Uh-huh. And I actually had a connection where I could get in line and, and not have to stand okay. in a long line. So let me ask you a question. Yes. Was there just a line of people yes. doing cocaine? And, and no, not in the streets. Like- that's no, now. not in the street, but in the, in the studio. Of course. Was it just everywhere? Not everywhere. Come was on, it... Robin, what do you think? Everybody was a coke addict that went to Studio 54? Yes. Not everybody. Just like not everybody that goes to a tailgate's a drunk or a racist. Okay. Not everybody that went to a club did, did drugs or cocaine. Why do you have to generalize, Robin? Because, you know, I've heard stories of Studio 54. I don't know anybody besides you that actually attended. So I was I wondering. never. Uh, by the way, and I did never did cocaine. A, did you see a fine dusting on all the tables there? No, that's usually in the bathroom. They went in the bathroom and did okay. it. Or they would snort off of a, like a chick's ass or another dude's ass. Because that, that was a, a different time, Robin. Yeah. And uh, trust me, I never, ever snorted cocaine. I didn't like the way it smelled. I mean, it was just ridiculous. See, right now I'm getting all, my nose is clogging up just thinking about cocaine. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I have never snorted cocaine either, but I do know what it tastes like because I kissed somebody uh, that had just uh, done some, and I was, like, really grossed out by shame. it. Shame. Shame. <laughs> shame. It was nasty. <laughs> it's, like, bitter. It's like, ugh. Very now nice. I have to play a good disco song. Can you think of there's so many Donna good, Summer anything well, by obviously her. Donna Summer. Uh, I'm gonna play Disco Duck by Rick Dees, but whoops. I'm still That's playing uh, Uncle Cracker here. No, yeah. I gotta find the song first, Robin. Anything by Donna Summer, Irene Cara, or um, 
this is a good. Let's play this one. This okay. this is a great disco song. Or ABBA, yeah, ABBA was also disco. And, uh, ABBA was like sachet disco. It wasn't disco. hardcore. That was like, that was like I've yacht never, rock disco. I've never heard <laughs> yacht the term rock. sachet disco. What the hell is that? Yes. <laughs> Nah, this was okay, but this wasn't the... This is great disco music. This was a better song. Oh, Village this... Village People. Well, of course. Anything by the Village People, major disco. And you know what's great about the Village People? Is that everybody still plays them. Yes. See? Everybody what And makes you happy. They're happy songs. This is not... No, nah, this is demo. This, this, is a, this is a slow jam at the disco club. Yeah. Yeah, Gloria. Gloria was a good disco song. The hockey song? Yes. That was disco. You want me to play Gloria now? No, Gloria? somebody was just saying that that was a good disco song. Or Gloria Gaynor. Do Gloria they mean Gaynor? Gloria the song or Gloria Gaynor by Laura Branigan? But I think I think that uh, the epitome of disco is probably the village people. Macho man? Anything. See, this cranks up. It was yeah. a slow tempo, and then it builds up into an up-tempo yeah. number. Casey would like this. Because you could come out of a dead dog dedication yes. with the intro and then finally start cranking it up once everybody gets over the dead dog dedication. Ponderous. Great lungs. Ponderous. Now, Fool and the Gang wasn't really disco. That yeah, was there, there, there was a lot of disco. The Tramps good. were disco. Billy's own The Tramps. Boogie Wonderland, that was good disco. And I love me some Tramps. As long as they're clean. Now, Cujo knows asked, which was our favorite village person character? The Indian, by far, because that yodel thing that he did, I don't think I've heard anybody else be able to do that. Whatever this is, that was. This was a disco song that everybody, every club, not only had to play, Ma but still plays to this day. You know why, Robin? We're getting a shout-out from Malik2123. Hello, Tony and Miss Robins. Burn that mother up! Tell me when you hear this song. You don't get some pep in your step, some glide in your side, baby. That's Falcon 39. I turned down the volume. Stop being such a stick in the mud, that's Falcon 39. I don't blame his Detroit Lions shit to bed the other day against Arizona. He's still a bitter and battered Detroit fan. Outrage. Robin, it doesn't sound like it's loud enough. Oh, sorry. I'm turning it up. Turn that bitch up. I hear somebody say, It's going round and 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 round Oh, Bruno man. Fever on the... Where's Danny Terrio when I need him the most? <laughs> <laughs> well, and now it's it's 2.20 now. Is it really? I'm going to try. I, let me try one of the many, many, many Have we heard from Jose? I will, I will let you continue talking. Well, I'm going to continue to play some of your favorite disco songs from the 70s and 80s. Oh, wait. Oh, and today. Perfect. This is one of my favorite all-time songs, Robin. Can you please crack it up? 
It's Candy State. Good cha-cha song. Young hearts run free, baby. What's the sense in sharing? Oh, Dean. Fly, Robin, fly. Yeah. By the... Was that Sister Sledge? Why, fly? No, that was Fly, Robin, Fly was not Sister Sledge, Robin. That's who a was bad that? Knowledge. No, who was that? That was... Uh, oh, the Silver Connection. Was it the Silver Connection? Who was that by? Fly, Robin, Fly? I think it was... It is the Silver Connection. You Woo! are exactly... Let me give Look you a roaring round of applause, Robin. <laughs> I didn't know you had it in you, so to speak. <laughs> It's not often. It's not often. But when I have it, I have it. I'll crank it up. This is my favorite part of this song. Oh, young hearts, run free. feel like the Geeter on Geeter Gold Radio. Hey. All the young teens out there. Just remember, man, you get choice, not chance at the holiday dance. with the big hot sauce. I'll be at Shea Boo Ballroom this Sunday night, right before the Eagles game. Steve, Steve in the joint. Well, this is the better segment than sports trivia. <laughs> Bob Pantano's got to still be playing this over there in Jersey every Thursday night or whenever he does the show, right? Saturday night dance party. Come on. <laughs> doing this at the fabulous Woodbine Inn on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, on Route 73. <laughs> this makes me want to head to Adelphia on Saturday night, man, with Bob Pantano and pick up some cougars. Crank it up, Robin. And now, Tony, I, Jose, I just talked to him. He's walking downstairs right now. He's calling back on a different phone, and he is going to be ready. I don't want him. Uh, I don't want him to rush now. I want him to calm down and be all composed. I don't want him to be out of breath. I don't want him to look like the Phillies reliever that ran in Jared Hughes and then go right into the game and not be ready to play. He's got to be ready. Correct. And while we're waiting for him to call back, let me play a little Silver Connection for you, Robin. Good violin in this song. This is my song. The lyrics were so amazing on this. Oh, yeah. They don't write songs like this anymore, right? <laughs> they must have really just worked so hard on these lyrics. Mikey misses hair plug. I saw Jose. He ain't running anywhere. <laughs> we may have to do an all-disco Friday night. Bring in the, the disco ball and oh, the yeah. lights. Well, let's not start sucking each other's dicks. Well, we don't do that until later in the show. You want a disco ball so bad. 
I know. I need to put a disco ball on the. Seriously. I need to put a disco ball. You. We don't need a big ass one. You've been talking about a freaking disco ball for years. I used to have a. I used to have a black light, a disco ball. I had all that stuff. But Robin had to get rid of it all. No, we still have a damn black light. We just don't have it here. We need it in the bedroom. I need to be checking stuff out. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on in there anymore, especially in the guest room. <laughs> this is the best part right here. This is the best part? Nah, it's All right. So, for those of you, did you do, do, we, do we need to go over the rules again for anybody that's calling in? Now, is that Jose calling in first? Or is that somebody calling in who wants to play the game? Let's play the game, Robin. Air violin is impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. So we have a contestant online. We had to get the uh, actual uh, the guest of honor, Jose, because it's Stump Jose on Taco Tuesday. It rhymes. It makes sense. We got fabulous prizes. You see what else we also have in the prize pack? What did you do with the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the other thing, Robin? What did you do with my gritty poster? You took it out of the, of, the, of, the, of the shot, so to speak. This is the latest thing we've added to our prize package collection. It's a collector's item. It's done by our good friend. Let me hold it up so that the other camera can see it. I want to get it in the camera shot, Robin. Can you, you don't have that camera hooked up? I don't have that camera on right now. Hang on. Can you just go shoot to the hang turn on, to that shot? Okay, on. not instantly. I just want people to see it. You just need to. I'll keep it right here. Let's freeze it right there. This is one of the prizes in the prize pack. Thanks to our good friend, the word of art. The great. Angle it just a little bit because there's the light's shining off of What's it. What's the angle of the dangle? Let me put it in front of this camera so people can see it better. Can you see it better on that one? So there it is. It's the very latest gritty. Just done by Dan Duffy at Real Art of Words. You can purchase it on his website, Art of Words at Real Art of Words, or just Art of Words on Facebook, artofwords.com. He's got all kinds of great stuff, and this is the latest, Gritty. Everybody loves him some Gritty. They hated him. Now everybody loves him. Whoever's in that suit, that dude's an athlete, man. He can do everything. He's everywhere. You know, the Fanatic did that, too. The Philly Fanatic went out there, and he could do crazy stuff. Because you got to be athletic to be in those suits. You just can't be some schlub who walks around. So this is in the prize pack, the gritty poster, ladies and gentlemen. Let me put it right up here. You should cover my face with it, actually. All right. So we have that on display. We have a lot of other uh, word art, Philly word art and the art of word posters. Correct. That, and we've got New York art. So we've got art from all over the country. It's not just all Philly-centric stuff. We've got music art. We've got all kinds of art. You know what I'm saying? Do we have Jose? We do have Jose, and hold on if I do it correctly. I have Trevor from the 203 and Jose on right now. Trevor, what's the stump, Jose, on Taco Tuesday? Are you both there? I'm here. It's Taser Tuesday. It's Taser Taser Tuesday, Tuesday. too, yes. What up, Jose? What up, Trevor? What up, Jose? How you? How we doing today? <laughs> how we doing? Oh, we doing great, yo. All right, let's go oh, out yeah. all the pleasantries. Let's get down to the business instantly. Here. I was before, about to say. Before you go on, though, there's somebody that has a radio on in the background. Turn that down because I'm hearing a little bit of feedback. Is that you, Trevor? 
I'm you guys are on mute on my TV and my all I got is a fan going because I'm about to like it's been hot as you know what up here. Yeah. All right. I'm so, gonna get down to the business. So that's good that you're you now you're stream casting us on your TV set? Yeah, via my PlayStation four, yo. Beautiful. What PlayStation model is that? Exactly. So Absolutely. people should do that. They should say we should have done that last night at Landmark Americana. We've got to get our show up on the big screens wherever we are. You could do that at home. You can get, do it on your tablet. You don't just have to listen. You can watch the beauty of the show in all of its splendid glory and all the trinkets and stuff that we have all over the studio. All right. So wow. we, we went over the question. We went over the uh, rules again, and we know what Trevor's playing for and then the surprise that Jose is playing for that he will win if he gets 10 in a row correct. He's got to get 10 consecutive questions correct. For the big, big, big And prize. he gets the big prize. He, every day or every Tuesday, there will be two contestants to go up against. So Jose has to go five straight weeks of Correct. winning. Yes. Winning. This is not easy. We're not making it easy on him. No, this, Jose has the biggest burden here. Right. That's why when people are saying, oh, it's fixed or whatever, this is stupid. We're, we're making it hard, hard enough on Jose as it is. Yeah, you can call and stump him and get a prize. Jose calls, and you call in, and, and he loses. He gets Jack. <laughs> All right. Jack's not here, but Jack's going to be a cop. Not that Jack. Not Jack in the back. Okay. So or not Jack. Jack Daniels. Not Jack Daniels. Not Jack Daniels so, Jose, how are you feeling today? Good. I think uh, the trip means don't, don't, give, don't let, me, let me just say this. Too long a trip or bye weeks could make my brain uh, get a little more amped up no, no, you can't overthink it. You got to relax. You got to breathe. It just—it comes naturally. And I think what's happened is people like Dean, mean-spirited bastards on our Twitch stream that we love dearly, they've been trying to throw you off your game so that you would lose and they would win. And that's what happens when you have degenerate gamblers trying to find angles on how to disrupt someone. You just got to stay focused, but just make it come naturally, as it always does for you, Jose. Because that's when you're at your best, not when people are putting pressure on you. So there will be like, no pressure here. Uh, As what Matt Nagy has on his uh, play, play sheet, be you. I'll say that. <laughs> Are we ready to play the game? I'm ready. We should have a theme song for this game. Oh, oh man, you're right, and I didn't think of it. Damn it, Robin, I have to think Production of everything. value going up. <laughs> All right, we ready? I know what the theme right. song could be. What? Ready to go, Republica. Ready to go. Is that New Republic or Republica? Republica from the mid-90s band, ready to go. They use that in arenas across. Oh, here we go. I got that right here for you. Yep. This is an instant request for our background music. Robin, bring it up. Ready to go by Republica. Not Republicans, because they would be uh, wearing MAGA hats, and then we'd have to bring in the police. This is the song. You know this song? I, I played that during my triple bye week, by All the right. way. Now, do you know this song, Trevor? No, I'm actually learning new music every day. Thank you. He says they play this in arenas all over America. I am I've never heard it. Yeah, I am unfamiliar. They played it at a well. United Center during the Bulls' run to the championships. Oh, this is good. I, I, was only, I was only six maybe during that time. so It's got a good beat. You can dance to it. I'll give it a 65. Hey, James Anatoly, did Jose take a drug test? Is he taking PEDs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess this is a pro-steroid contest, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're drinking, what you're having, which tailgate you prefer when you go to the uh, lake. 
This is a this is a anything goes kind of show here. Yeah, that, because those those types of uh, things might help the situation. So, Trevor, what Alrighty. is your question? The 2001 All Star Game. In which sport? There are eight and yeah, and Major League Baseball. Okay. Eight Mariners were in the game. Name all, name eight. Name four of the eight. In the 2000. And what One year? 2000, 2001. That was in Seattle. Yes. Name eight Mariners. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Kazuhiro Sasaki is one. Mm-hmm. Ichiro. Ichiro. A Rod. Yeah. That was his rookie year, by the way. Ichiro, as far as United States baseball, I believe. It was his rookie year. A Rod was a, a Texas Ranger that year. Uh, uh, Can he keep going until he gets eight, or does he get eliminated? No, he has to do four. Four out of the eight. No, Trevor said name all eight. No, he told me to name all I eight. Said, of them. I said. You could do four. I could do eight. We could do either one. No, we I'll can't change four. the rules now. So. No, he said four. He named four out of the eight. He I'll didn't, go Sasaki, he Ichiro, Griffey Jr., Red Boone. Mm-hmm. We got three. And who else? Give me some more. Freddy Garcia. Yep. Who else? There's Griffey so many. Ju- can, you, can you name more for extra credit? Edgar Martinez. You can name more. I'll take them. Edgar Martinez, Martinez, that's another correct one. Cal Ripken Jr. Uh, he was on the Orioles that year. I was saying no, see, Mariners. I think he's confused. He wants the eight Seattle Mariners, not the eight, not eight players who played on the All-Star team in that year, Jose. There were eight Seattle Mariners on the team, not I just... Said, I said Sasaki, I said Ichiro, I said um, Freddy Garcia, mm-hmm. Rick Boone, mm-hmm. Jr., Junior was not on the All-Star team that year. Okay. But he got four correct, so. I got four. Yeah, you got Edgar Martinez as well. I got, that's five. How can you forget the big unit? That is impressive. So we have one Jose. Jose got that one correctly. Junior was in Arizona. Yes. 91, was he in Arizona? That's right. You know who he was with there, right? Arizona. That was the year they won the series against the Bombers. Exactly right. You know who Kurt else Schilling. was there? Kurt Schilling was in Arizona in the desert. We so, have Dallas as well. They had Miguel Bautista and uh, by young, young, young Kim. So, Jose, you have one out of ten correctly, and we have to give a loser horn to – is it a loser horn to Trevor? Bum, bum, or just bum. a thank you? Thank you for participating. You can give me a bump, bump, bump. I deserve it. Why not? No, I'm not no, going to give you one of those. Really but, I mean, we, it. it's a custom on the show. <laughs> and now, of course, Steve and say, and Detroit is saying, "Oh my gosh, it's frick, it's frickin' rigged." It's not rigged. Here we go again. All right, thank you, Jose. Or thank you, Trevor. Trevor, we're gonna send you a lovely par- a parting gift. Give him a beer. Right. That's a- not how back. this works, Tony. I'll buy him a beer when he comes to the next tailgate. <laughs> I'll have the, I'll have the, uh, I'll have a coffin at the next tailgate. I'll do a White Claw update at the next tailgate. I'll go through. I'll, I'll go buy through you a, a White Claw and a Truly, just for being truly a good sport and playing the game. No props. <laughs> later, Jose. All right, later, Trevor. Thanks for playing, yo. We're gonna have another no contestant problem. on the line, Robin. Do we have another contestant lined up? Hold on, I have to do this. It's how does don't this hang work? up on Jose now. So Jose's there. Jose, you're still there, right? We're gonna send you. Yeah, a, we're, we're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna have complimentary versions of the home 
game of Stomp Pose on Taco Tuesday <laughs> to send out. <laughs> okay, so since we only have two lines, uh, we have to wait for somebody else to call in right so, now. So what do I do while we wait for this caller? We play New Republic again. No, or no we're we not. play Ready to Go by New Re- by Re- not New Republic. Republic. That's when we get the contestant on, we play it. So oh, okay. if you also would like to play, uh, you can give us a call at 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. Or as I would say, double eight eight double six nine instead of 9. 8669, yes. That would also work. <laughs> I had to think about that one for a Here's second. another good song people are requesting, I believe, to play during the show. Oh. You know who this is, right? That's a little limp biscuit action. No, what up? I don't know. Dirt's in Westmoreland? Exactly. See what I mean? That's what Luigi does best. You throw something at him, and he just gives you answers. Meanwhile... Do we have another contestant on the line, Robin? We did, but they hung up. 215-462-2. These are some of the jams from Madden 0506 and 07, too. I should uh, play like those. The, uh, the roundup Madden. Well, that's, a, that's an NFL film song. I love me some Sam Spence action, yo. Love Sam Spence. Yeah. Not Spencer for hire. No, that's not Robert Ehrlich and uh, that... Avery Brooks cat exactly. with the glasses. In fact, I have the uh, Mad No Five soundtrack, Robin. So I don't know what's going on, but somebody's calling and then it immediately hangs up. Somebody trying to sabotage the con- uh, the contest? I think they're trying to get me off my game. I think they're stinking Russians who are trying to collude with the results of this contest. Jose, why don't we put you on hold while we continue with the show until somebody else calls in? In the meantime, I'll play some sounds from the Mad No Five soundtrack, Robin. Can you play a roundup or a... Yeah, the Roundup is good. I used All to have right. Roundup, but I can't use it on my lawn anymore because it causes <laughs> uh, problems for people. Well, I'll be on hold, and I'll be on Spotify while, while I wait for that caller. All right, Robin, can you please play the song here? Bring this up. Please, please, please. Or do I have to yell? How many times can I say please, Robin? Or. It's happening again. Jose, I might have to call you back. I'm right here. It's a good thing we had three weeks to get this contest no, all uh, oiled like a fine machine. Doing, it's, it's doing something really, really weird. So I'll call back to him. Okay. Go to the next cut. This is the clincher, Robin. For all of you playing in franchise mode on Madden 05, Robin. You may have heard this in strip clubs, too. <laughs> Is this your tailgate playlist? Which one, the good uh, tailgate or the bad one? I'm going to have to do a map of tailgates to avoid all over the country. So if you don't want to get in any trouble, I'll be able to rate the tailgates and do a Mount Rushmore of tailgates. Robin, you have to bring it up a little while, while it's playing, please. Yeah. 
the Bills Mafia use this song when they're throwing people through uh, folding tables on fire? It's getting funky, damn right. Oh, that's just because it's hot and humid outside. We're asking about the gritty uh, suitable for framing. So the print size is 16 by 20, which is the standard size for framing. And it's from the artofwords.com. Art of Words. Go to the website and check it out. They, this guy, Dan Duffy, does the most amazing word art you will ever see. Everything that he paints, trying to figure out which side to bring it on. Everything that he draws is done with words, including things that have... Uh, the, the, new, the New York Skyline one, which we have there too, Robin, is really incredible. It's the new New York Skyline with the new World Trade Tower number one. I recommend everybody go to his website, theartofwords.com, and you will see all the amazing stuff. And when you look at it, just think every single thing in there is a word, including rosters of teams, all-time teams for different sports. It's just an incredible, incredible talent. It takes them a long time. What else we got? So every time I pick up the phone, it just immediately hangs up. Robin to the side stage. Robin to the side I stage right now. Bambi to the uh, main stage. Bambi, you're up. I'm trying to work on it, Tony Bruno. No, I know. That's why I'm playing a little music in the background. Well... I don't want you to keep doing that because we're going to be shut down by... It'll just be the part where uh, the music play. Yeah, the, no, they're, the more we play, the more difficult it's going to be. Somebody wanted Faith No More. That's the Phillies fans. They have no, Faith No More. way too much music right now. So I need to turn the music down. All right, turn the damn music off, Robin. Then you wonder why. See, it's not, it's not an instant flip out. It takes time to build up. Well, but I mean, it's like a steam it for kettle. A reason. When you have a steam kettle and you put it on at first, you don't hear anything. And then you start hearing the bubbling. Then you start yeah, this hearing contest, the... this contest, this, this is difficult because of our phone system. It's hard to make sure, like, if more than one person <laughs> is calling, I need to have Jose on first. Exactly. To warm him up? <laughs> no, so that it, it's just because when I hang up, it, the line one, line two thing is just weird. We're not ordering more, more phone lines for this, Robin. No, I know. I'm sick and tired of having to order more equipment. We got other people sitting on a couch with two microphones making millions of dollars a year, and they spend like $15 on equipment. Jesus. <laughs> wow. All right, so Robin's going to call uh, Jose now. In the meantime, I already gave you the – speaking of soundtracks, there's the big NBA controversy today, and this is not a new story for a lot of people. Mike Scott of your 76ers, when he's not in tailgates trying to stay out of trouble, he was wearing a ninja-style headband. Now, here's the first problem, the, the first part of the story that's wrong. Headbands are not worn by ninjas. 
Ninjas don't wear headbands. Maybe the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did, but they even had masks, though. So those weren't headbands. Ninjas wore full face gear with just a whole, just a slot. Am I wrong here? Because I'm looking for accuracy before I get into the details of the story. A ninja is a person who wears full black gear, sort of like Antifa, except they're not pussies. And so they're not like middle-aged guys with purple hair who couldn't even beat a, couldn't even beat a fly without a salt rifle. S-A-L-T, for You're those of you paying attention. But, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they had the band. Yeah, but they, they, were, they, were, they, were, they covered their eyes. They right. weren't headbands. Correct. So the, the problem with the NBA. Well, and then Karate Kid, he had just the headband thing going. Yes. But now the NBA, even though it didn't do anything during the season, when Jimmy Butler and Mike Scott and you know, Carl Anthony Towns, a bunch of guys started wearing and now people are confused as to what a ninja is and what, the, what a headband is. Yes. A headband, are, they're still worn. Like tennis players wear well, headbands, but they basically are there to absorb moisture, and they tight, they're tight. Right. So you put them on, and they stay on your head, and they go all the way around consistently, sort of like a towel, except with the uh, – right. they're elastic. A, um, a Japanese headband is tied. Correct. Now, people are saying, oh, but the NBA. Listen, nobody rips the NBA more than I do. But it's not necessarily ninja because Japanese all over because they wear that like if they're cooking and things like that, specifically for the sweat issue. Now, we do have successfully. All right, I'll get back to the ninja update already in progress later. But I want to just make sure that people know that ninjas do not wear headbands. And baseball players who are wearing these headbands now have a baseball hat on top of them. They're not wearing headbands without a hat. I understand. Let me. I just finish the thought, please, Robin. Please. No. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to say that somebody has the audio, like turned up on speaker or something. Okay. Well, I don't know who it is. Who's on the line? Jose. I know he's there, and I know he doesn't have it turned up. I do not. Ah, oh, there we go. Oh no. Uh, so K. Bry, K. Bry, are you there? K. Bry, are you on the line? Hello, K. Bry. Hey, Brian, are you there? Can you hear me? Ah, there, oh, you, there go. you go. Now, do you have, I'm here. Are you have the volume up in the background of what you're listening to to hear the show? No, I had it on speaker. We're all good to go now. Oh, I heard it okay. Speakerphone. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give ourselves a bump, bump, the bump, and then a roaring round of applause. First, for screwing up, and secondly, for fixing it. All right. Now, Kay Brian, good friend, he's the guy that sent me the assault rifle, right? Correct. And you also sent what the up, uh, assault rifle. He also sent me the globe. Was that from Kay? No, I, need to, I need to send the disco ball next. The disco <laughs> ball. I'm gonna need a disco ball. I'm gonna need it ASAP. Can you get it out? Uh, one day delivery on Amazon? No, I'm just kidding. You, have, you have Amazon have Prime, it. right? Kay, Brian, oh, you of still course. Have... I'll, ha- I'll have it there between now and Christmas. I promise. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Does somebody still have us on? Uh... Do you have us on speakerphone on that phone, Robin, maybe? No. Are you sure? Yeah. All right, let's get this damn contest underway. What is your question, sir? K-Bry, what is your first name? Because I only know you as K-Bry. Oh, Caden Bryan on Twitter. You follow me on Twitter. Oh, beautiful, Caden. All right, Caden, now I know the rest of the story. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so back in 2002, the... Montreal Expos were chasing that elusive single wild card spot. They traded 
for Bartolo Colon to the Cleveland Indians, Jose, who were the three prospects? Can you name two of the three prospects that the Indians got back for Bartolo Colon in 2002? Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon, I remember you went to Montreal. Deadline deal in July. Um, two prospects, I was thinking of is Grady Sizemore. And Correct. I can't think of the other one off the top. I know Sizemore. There was, was two, one two other prospects. One of them pitched mm-hmm. for your. Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, you gave him a little hint there, huh? Oh, you're being little generous. hint. Not Tom Brady. He was not involved in that trade. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Um, man, 2002. That's when Boa took over. Near the end of the bet tenure. Um. You got me, man. Uh, Clifton, Clifton Lee, Clifton Pfeiffer Lee, and That's Brandon Lee. Phillips. Brandon Phillips. Wow. And Cliff Lee. All part of that bottle. Wow. Oh, come on. Well, Jose, that's an official loss, my friend. That, is a loss. that means you're going to have to start again in your quest to get 10 consecutive answers. This is harder wow. than the wall. This is very difficult. This is harder than. Uh, those other spin that wheel games on TV, and the Masked Singer, of course. I'd rather I'd rather play the game with the suitcases back in the day with the Howie Mandel. <laughs> That's why I have the music in the background. We're gonna call the banker right now, and see what he says. K. Bry, stay on the line. Says. Stay on the line because I'm gonna need your uh, information to send you your fabulous gift for stumping Jose. Uh, would you be interested in a globe, in a, in a beautiful desk-sized globe? <laughs> no. Like, no, that's the one he sent us, Robin. I'm joking. You, you use it all I'm the re-gifting time. his own gift to send back to him. <laughs> but you would be sad. You would be very I'm sad. I'm joking. I'm not going to re-gift that. Okay, I'm going to take you guys off the air and uh, get the information off the air. Hang on. All right, Jose, we're going to have to try again next week. And we're going to have to get this damn contest fixed. Or we may have to pull the plug on this sucker. This is as, this has been as bad as some of the summer replacement shows on network television. I, I mean, I'm, it's not my style to rip, but I don't know what's going on around. And I want to apologize, ladies and gentlemen. This is not the kind of fine-tuned machine we usually have on the show. This, in fact, is. This is not just a dumpster fire. This is a dumpster fire where the dumpster is on fire and floating down the street in torrential rainfall and lake effect snow coming along with it. That's how bad this is. You know what it is? Exactly. Now we got, now we, I got to get this on Twitter. <laughs> He's a, I, I think I know who this person is. I have over 65,000 friends, and my mom is my best friend. I'm the biggest loser you've ever seen. His name is Mike Scott Jab on Twitter, at Real Prince Blue. He said, now my wife is worried about me going to the Falcons-Eagles game. Sheesh. <laughs> it's in Atlanta. Nothing bad ever happens in Atlanta. Just ask Ray Lewis and a lot of my friends down there in the Dirty South. Wow. 
Okay, so I have no idea what was going on. I think I might have accidentally hit the intercom thing. So, so wait, this may be on you, Robin? This might have been on me. I think the echo we were hearing was because... And we were trying, as per usual, to blame other people well, no, for but, our own but, sins. But anyway, I think I might have accidentally pressed this little button here that says intercom. And so we, I'd conferenced everybody in. But then when I hit intercom as well, it was picking up the speaker from here, from this little small. But can you bring because it's back complicated. Up, it's complicated when the I'm trying to do you, everything else. one thing you never else. forget to do is to always bring the volume down on my music, Robin. Well, there's only so many things. I only have two hands. But I, I bring the music down for the program, Robin, so then you don't have to bring it back up again later. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. And Robin, so, you know, you, hey, one of your biggest fans, Big Sexy 69 no. says, Robin, that's not good phone, Robin. That's not you don't good understand. phone. This is, so this is after the, the initial phone call on the big Everybody phone number. With, with, yes. then, I, then I have to answer the second line or make on this one. And then there's little tiny, tiny things that I have to push. <laughs> and when I have a ton of other things going on, it's kind of hard. Bob from Valley Forge, give it to her, Tony. Give it to her real Robin good. needs an intern. Yes, Damn it, I do, Robin. Beer Vac. I need an intern. Damn now, it. Robin is saddled with a lot of uh, stuff, including me, first off. <laughs> but but <laughs> we are trying to do the best we can with two people. And, you know, Jose is in here to help us someday. No, Jose. Luigi's here some days to help. But does, we're doing the job, kind of really. Um, and I'm not complaining. Even when, her, even when Luigi's here, he's not handling phones. Robin? Yeah. Am I complaining too much? We are. People don't want to hear complaining. Okay. I'm not going to complain anymore. Exactly. Trevor from the 203. Robin, if you need help, I or if you need an intern, I can help. Yeah, but what are you going to do from Connecticut, Trevor? You going to move in with us? Now, are we giving <laughs> Jose a loss because of the intercom incident, or would that be just a lame excuse? No, he admitted that he didn't get it right. Yeah, no, he, got, he so did not So it wasn't get like we're right. not trying to give him wins for losses, dog. No. Somebody loses, we, call, we, we don't call him a loser. They just take the loss. Or blame the Russians, one or the others. I think we should start impeachment proceedings right now against our phone system. Get somebody from Congress on. But anyway, that's enough about that. Let me get back to this ninja thing, though, now, Ryan. All right. Do you have any ninja music for me? Uh, other than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That's my favorite one, but there's a lot of ninja songs. Ninja, of course, was the big guy on Twitch who played uh, Fortnite. That was his nickname, right? I don't believe that was his real name. And as I was explaining earlier on this ninja debacle, and by the way, let me get to uh, the NBA music here, because one thing everyone can agree on is that I ain't no honk for the National Basketball Association, Robin. Is that safe to say? No, you are not. I try to be fair with all sports leagues. If I, I find problems in any sports, any players, I express them. If I have problems with management on any team, I rip them. If I have problems with players who do the wrong thing, I'm going to rip them. By the way, this is this is the Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice. Which version of this was? Which reboot of the Ninja Turtles was this? Because they've this done like 62. This was not Ninja Turtles. This was this is Ninja Rap by Vanilla Ice. No, hello, Robin. This was in one of the yes, stupid Ninja the movies. Turtle movies. I love the original ones, and they just keep bringing them back. Live action cartoons. Yeah. Kind of a stupid song, but anyway, first of all, let's define a ninja. 
A ninja's not somebody who sits around playing video games all day. No. I usually call them dorks. But th- that's in a, in a nerds in a respectable True form. ninjas are an elite fighting, fighting force. force. They wield swords. And they also wear full black garb. That is a real ninja. And the only thing that's open is just the eye part, just right? Just a tiny slit. Okay, so that's the first confusion. The NBA and all the other people who are upset about this terminology, it is not a ninja headband that the athletes are wearing. Like the Phillies had the one with the fanatic eyes. You saw that, right? That, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, I thought I think they're hideous. But you know what? You want to buy it, you buy it. But the difference between baseball players wearing those headbands, whatever you want to call them, they're not ninja bands, is that when they tie it in the back, they put a hat over it. And here's where I think the NBA is trying to figure out a way. Do I think that they're trying to do this for marketing? No, Nike's making them. And Nike's a sponsor of the NBA. So uh, for all those people who want to use that conspiracy theory, is the NBA's pissed off because athletes were doing their own thing and wearing their own headgear. Is that something I would think of as a conspiracy theory? Yes, because the NBA, like all other sports leagues, they want to make sure they get their money first. But in this case, this is where I understand where they're coming from. Now, the players just started wearing them on their own this past uh-huh. season. And then the NBA today in a statement to Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN said they didn't want to do anything about it midseason while the season was in play and say, hey, guys, you know, that's not really authorized. We have to authorize all the equipment that you can wear, it, not just that it's – it's, it's by sponsors because nobody was putting advertising on these things. Mm-hmm. They were just wearing headbands. Yeah. And so the league comes out today and says, listen, we can't – we didn't allow it last we, – we allowed it to go last year because about five or six players were doing it, including Mike Scott, as I mentioned, and uh, many other players. So they didn't want to stop it down in the middle of the season because then everybody would be ripping the NBA during the middle of the season for doing something that – They'd say, why are you doing this now? So they just basically let the season play out. That's their excuse. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. Because I agree. If they had told those players, hey, take that shit off, right in the middle of the season, there would have been outcry. There would have been columns. There would have been protests. Trying to keep the players down nonsense. So now that players want to wear them again, they already told Mike Scott, who was wearing one last year, that even though they were Nike, that you can't wear them because we haven't approved them as apparel that can be worn. And then now, of course, people are posting, well, what about they show tennis players wearing headbands? They are not the same as headbands. I'm just trying to be rational here. I'm not taking sides on here. I'm just trying and trust me, if the NBA was doing some bullshit here, I would call bullshit on them. Do I like this? No. Do I think they're trying to capitalize in some way? Of course. But remember, Athletes can wear headbands. And as I mentioned earlier, tennis players wear headbands. Athletes wear headbands. NBA players wear headbands because their purpose is to absorb sweat so it doesn't roll down in your eyes. I guess especially guys with, with shaved heads. Where's the sweat going to go? It rolls right down into your eyes, and it's salty, and it hurts. So the original headbands, which have been worn for generations, are basically for sweat-wicking purposes, yes. not fashion statements, okay? And not to send a message that you're a ninja and you're a tough-ass so people are trying to confuse the difference between a headband and a ninja band. First off, they're not ninja headbands because ninjas don't wear headbands. They wear full body suits. Well, they do have. I mean, underneath it, you can see that, but they do wear. Um, it's like onesies. Yeah. But, they're like onesies and they have something thing. under it. And um, 
from what I understand is that the headband that they have that they wear, they can then pull down and kind of cover everything when they want to go all black. So do I think that this is the NBA trying to treat players like slaves? No. Do I think that the NBA, the people who run it are a bunch of overzealous jerks? Absolutely. So I'm not taking management side. I'm not taking the player side. Here's the difference between a headband, which is a sweat-wicking thing that you put on your head, open it up, and you absorb the sweat, and a ninja headband or whatever you want to call it, one that's just basically a cloth that's tied around in the back. The NBA is saying in their statement today that it's the looseness of it can't be determined because, remember, they're tied in the back. Headbands are not tied. They're elastic. So when you put a headband on, it's not going to fly off easily, right? Okay, okay. So it, this, is, this is what give. they're saying. Yeah, there's give. There's give, but it's pretty tight around your head, yeah, yeah. not where it's going to leave a mark. Okay. So that's their first argument, that they couldn't control the looseness of it. What happens if a player has it on, and all of a sudden another player grabs it, and it falls off on the, onto the ground, and, then and a player slips, slips it. on it? So I can see that. It's player safety. Do I think that it's going to happen a lot? No. The other thing they say is that is that because of the tie knot in the back, uh-huh. a player could turn around, the loose parts could hit somebody in the eye. Oh, yeah. Like you're going up for a rebound, right? right. right? And, and you have like dangling shit on oh, the back of your head. It's like if, I'm, if I have a ponytail in. It's, it's, yeah, it's not I've, that long on these headbands. But I've hit you in, in the face before exactly. with my ponytail. Well, only when I, yes, I don't like it when I don't ask for it. When you do it, <laughs> because you're turning your head. So I'm looking at those two factors that the NBA is using as one of the reasons why they want to get a, a standardized, this is okay to wear, this isn't. It's not about gang things or any of that other crap. It's about safety. Because I guarantee you, if some player, if Jimmy Butler, when he was with the Sixers, when everybody loved him in this town and thought he really loved it here and he was going to stay here forever, and then basically made everybody realize that they weren't going to pay him, so he'll go wherever they pay him the money, including Miami, which sucks. Enough about that. Say he turns around, he's going up for a rebound, yeah, you can and see. he hits somebody in the eye with it. Well, here you that can thing's see it. dangling. Look it's at that. Dangling. That thing's dangling all the way down his back. Tell me that a player inside the paint area going up can't hit somebody in the eye with that? Imagine getting hit in the eye. Again, I'm not knocking Jimmy Butler. I'm just saying this is the problem the NBA sees with these unauthorized, I'm going to do my own thing. Headbands are not things that you tie in the back of your head and have a long bow hanging off it. Something that could swing around and hit somebody in the face. That's the bottom line, and that's why the NBA says, listen, we're not going to allow it. Here's the the thing why I don't understand, because there's still a lot of time before the season starts, right? So they're saying, you can't wear it this year in the 2019-2020 season because we haven't had all the focus groups and all these people who get paid a lot of money to sit around and make decisions and because the commissioner is not going to really want to deal with this now when there's still a couple of months to go before the season. So what do they do? Hey, you know, let's, let's, bet, let's, uh, let's put this aside for a season. We're not going to allow any of this shit this year, but we're going to have meetings and we're going to come down and figure out the official headband, of the, the official ninja headband. When it's not ninja. First of all, remove the word ninja. That's your first ma- ma- mission here. It is not, let me repeat, it is not a ninja headband. Ninjas don't wear headband. For all of you other people who say, well, baseball players are wearing them. 
Bryce Harper had one with that stupid fanatic eyes on it. Memo to baseball fans who are trying to equate the two as the same. Baseball players wear hats on top of their headbands. And oh, by the way, when a baseball player hits the ball, he runs to first base. He's not getting into scrums with other players trying to catch the ball or run with the ball. And based on the ones I've seen in baseball, they're not dangling all the way to the back of their necks. And FYI, the Fanatic headband is also not one of those ones that gets tied in the back. It is this is very similar to the kind. So it has elastic because I haven't seen yeah. one up close. We it was uh, I forget what they're called, but it's that stretchy material. Um, Velcro. No, it's it's a stretchy. So it's not stacked. So it's all one fitting. It's um. It's all one, and it's uh, kind of the same thing that they were giving out to all of the player or all of the contestants on um, uh, Survivor. Okay. Yeah, they're technically headbands, but the bottom line is you can't compare the two. And again, I'm not favoring baseball and beating up on the NBA. I'm saying is players want to make their own rules, and in the world when you when they're still your boss, no, they're not your slave owners. They're your boss. They make the rules. I guarantee you, if somebody had gotten hit in the eye with one of those stupid headbands flying around, there'd be all kinds of shit that held to pay. There probably would have been a brawl on the floor, right? Players are banging each other all the time anyway. Now have somebody whip their head around and hit somebody in the eye with a headband. That's why guys were wearing goggles. They were getting hit in the face a lot. You're allowed to wear goggles as an NBA player to protect your eyes if they're hurt. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to wear different kinds of face right. masks to protect a nose or, or your eyes. You're allowed to wear masks to protect broken noses and things of that Kimmel nature. Kimmel Rover, uh, 1977, is saying it's kind of like a do-rag. Except I don't know. Instead- Again, I don't know what the, what the intent is. I don't know if it's a message. I just think it's cool. They thought it was cool. Yeah. Somebody said, hey, man, let's put these ninja things on, and we're cool. Again, if you want to wear something stylish, I don't have a problem with people wearing anything they want. But this whole notion that the NBA should have no right to say what you should wear on your head when there's things dangling behind you. The other, but the problem I have with the NBA is how they knew this was apparently not good during the season, didn't want to do anything about it during the just-ended season a couple of months ago, but now have decided 2019-2020 – all right, we're going we're to sit on our asses and try to come up with some. We've got to get some panels together. We have to get some marketing groups together to try to come up with the perfect one. How about the one, as, as Robin mentioned, which I didn't even know before she just showed me because I haven't seen one of those up close, the ones that the baseball players are wearing over their heads, and then they put a hat on top of it. There's right. nothing dangling behind it. And baseball players versus NBA players, big difference in how they play the game. Now, for those of you who do not recall, the thing that I was looking at was it's called a buff, which buff. I could see a not um, a buff Worthington, which is a species of chicken, as now, you know. And here Robin. is our good friend Jervis. Um, whoops, Jervis Peterson. Yeah, hold on. No, no, no. Is he crying? That looks like what's no, his face crying. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not it. Why did it skip to that? We don't want that. On Survivor, they wear yeah. headbands. It's called a buff. Here it is. A buff. A buff. Um, but that's. That is that tied? Buff. No, it is not tied. It is a stretchy kind of material. I believe that that's the Does same Does he have Baltimore thing. Raven gear on, Jervis? No, it is a... It looks like the Baltimore Ravens a, a uh, color. Yeah, no. It's purple, and it's got, it looks like a... No, that's the Survivor color. I know that. But um, each I was going to get her, Gert get... Jervis on the phone and ask him, what's up with the stupid Buffalo Ravens gear? The, um, the 
it's it's sort of this stretchy lycra material and it's just a circular thing and it can be used as a full head cover it can be used yeah. as a and you know face what it's cover. used for it can be used as anything to wick sweat mm-hmm. that's the purpose they're not fashion symbols especially when you're playing sports or crawling through the jungle looking for grubs to eat nobody's trying to make a fashion statement not even tarzan back in the day tarzan just wore a loincloth let it all hang out, right? I had a buff in the Virgin Islands over my head that I used. Was that to a cover buff? My, yeah, that was a buff. It's a stretchy material. I have it upstairs somewhere. But that, if they if can we the, do the show in the buff tomorrow? <laughs> if, the, if the players agreed that they could they they could wear one of those, that shouldn't be a problem because it's stretchy like a regular headband. It's just not made of terry cloth. It's a multi-purpose and garment, yeah, right? That one would be safe because uh, K by sixty nine ninety six said. I'm a big fan of the buff. My wife's got a few of those good in place of a skirt yeah, or a shirt. It's because it's it's a longer piece. It's a tube, mater- tube of material. Mm-hmm. And if you scrunch it together, it becomes a headband. If you leave it open a little bit more, right. it can become a full hair cover. If you put it around your – because it stretches really well, you can put it as a tube top shirt. You can use it as an armband. You can use it all sorts of things. See how we break it down scientifically? Most shows couldn't do this because they would have to do like a five-minute segment and then go to a 10-minute commercial break. Here we can do it scientifically. I feel like Mr. Wizard or Bill Nye, the alleged science guy, except we don't have any Bunsen burners or beakers down here. Beaker? Beaker. I didn't even kiss her. You know Remember what I'm saying? Bite beaker from the, uh... I love beaker. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. NBA... Screws up last year by not doing anything. Thought it would cause a commotion. Then at the end of the season, they tell Mike Scott. Maybe that's why Mike Scott was so angry in the parking lot. Maybe that's why that casket really, really triggered him, so to speak. Cujo knows. Need to get Tony in a buff. You would, you've, you've worn a buff, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I've worn all sorts of things. I prefer to, to, you know, when I'm in the Virgin Islands, I prefer to be naked. Let's be he, honest. He wants to be Not because I'm trying to show off. Do you want to be in the buff wearing a buff? Not the uh, – there was a wrestler, right? Wasn't there a ref, wrestler named uh, Buff Bagwell? Buff Bagwell was a wrestler. Can you find Buff Bagwell, Robin? Buffy was a vampire slayer, but that's a chick. There aren't many guys named Buff these days. Now, there are buff a lot of Buff Bagwell. guys. Buff Bagwell. Buff. Buffalo Bills. But I don't think Buff is uh, – Short for Buffalo. Is it? I don't think so. Here is Buff Bagwell right here, wrestler. He's ja- I remember he was jacked up. Yeah, he was jacked. There's a Buff Bagwell. That's he had good. the did he had that that was back in the day when you had the uh the barbed wire yes, tats. He definitely he has had the a, old school barb he has a tribal tat. That's not a barbed wire? I don't think so. I think it's a tribal tat. And he's got that really he had the really great Fu, not Fu Manchu. But it was. You know a, who I think of is uh, Freddie Mercury. Whenever I see that, Freddie Mercury didn't have the trim in the middle. They yeah, had the one did. line in the middle. Because I could do at that the, to at, my beard. At I'm, one point, he you did. just get the middle parts with a line, and then the two outside edges are a line on your on your goat. So Freddie Mercury did it, and as did um, uh, Michael. Um, sh- By the way, I have a great a great, a great <laughs> suggestion on the Twitch stream board right now, Tony should get a casket to represent Joe Corrado being gone from the podcast for a couple we of years. We were just talking yeah, about him last night. Yeah, somebody asked us this morning. I got to give him one of these. He doesn't even listen. Forget about not coming on the show. He doesn't follow. 
He doesn't listen. He doesn't support the show in any way, shape, or form. What did I do we, to mess him up or get him pissed off? I don't think he's pissed. I think it's his I know dog. he's got a daughter. I know he's got a life. I'm not saying he should drop everything he's done in his life. His, his daughter became the age where she's doing all these after-school activities, and he yes. and his ex-wife have shared custody, so all of a sudden he became, you know, her chauffeur. And it prevented him from being able to do the show, which is very sad because we love him and miss him. Exactly. But we're still uh, on Twitter, and he, we always go back and forth. He's building a rather large – remember, he got banned from Twitter. And, yeah, he did. And they he took all to... of his, his uh, followers yeah. away. You know what I'm saying? Now, Tony, we have some updates other than the um, ninja So we cover the ninja today. We covered the uh, the Carson Wentz, the Aaron Nola, the Raider fans, and I, I, I see now on Twitter some local radio stations and are, are are upset about profanity at sporting events. They probably saw the Raider fans with the A B chance and became triggered. Triggered. You have to watch your language when you go to a sporting event now. It's like going to church. Maybe fans should not be allowed to wear any uh, jerseys. Maybe go back to the days when. Men wore the Stetsons and the suits and the ties. Oh, I love that. And women wore the long gowns. Heels. You no, know, they didn't wear long gowns. What did they wear? To dresses. They wore dresses with stockings. Stockings, not no, pantyhose. I, I, stockings. No, yeah, pantyhose. Worst invention in the history of mankind or womankind. But you do like the stockings. Oh, are you kidding me? Who does it? They're Are you sexy. kidding? There is with a nothing. line up the back, do oh. you like it? Uh, you, you, the seam, you can go with the seam here or a seam there. You can go no seam. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> Did you play that or that just... Yeah, no, I played it, Robin. Okay. That was you think I can't the... handle drop-ins without anybody here? No, I was... I've been one... playing all the good shit I today. I didn't even see your hands move. That's why yeah, I was I, so impressed. Hey, my hands have been very good to me. As Freddie Mitchell, Fred X once said on 4th and 26, my hands have been very good to me, Robin. No, I think I agree. I think we need to go back to the day. The ruffled panties? No, I don't know about the ruffled panties. When women wore those big ruffled panties underneath? I like the ruffled panties. I got great Ruffles tips. have ridges, Robin. Remember that. I got now, do you like the barbecued ruffled panties or just the, 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 or the, sour, <laughs> the sour cream, cream and onion <laughs> ruffled panties? Maybe not those. But I got great tips when I was wearing ruffled great panties. Great what? Great tips. Uh. I had those, too, but I had... Great ass! Back in my ruffled panty days, when I was working at Texas Lucy's, otherwise amongst uh, our my friends and I, Texas Floozies. Why does it always have to go to tawdry, sexy stuff, Robin? And I'm glad you're saying it, so people won't... Uh, so women out there who are feminists won't be coming after me for being a, a misogynist. Speaking of pan... Uh, feminist? Feminists? Yes. We have a feminist monopoly update. Yes, we do. And this one angers segue. me. You know, I don't get very angry, and, and that's, I'm not going to go into a rant. And I know why this happened. Now, there, you could go anywhere. Like in New York, there's New York Monopoly. So Monopoly's smart. They make different versions of the original board game. There's New York Monopoly. There's Philly Monopoly. So it's smart. They, they, even though you know Monopoly, I told my buddy Johnny, who was out here from California, that you know where Monopoly was based on, right? Atlantic City, New Jersey. Which I did not know. That's why you had Boardwalk, and that's why you have the railroads. If I'm not mistaken, the original Monopoly game was based on Atlantic City, New Jersey real estate stuff before Donald Trump was buying casinos and then bankrupting them and getting rid of them. 
That's how far back Monopoly goes. So Monopoly's been doing different versions. Recently, they came up with one called Socialism Monopoly. Oh, yes. And you know what happened, right? <laughs> oh, man, you want to talk about people going ape shit. People were like, how dare Hasbro come out with a game that makes fun of people who think socialism is all good. There's one video of a kid. Did you see the one video of the kid who was crying because he lost money on Monopoly? Yes. And when the mother says, why are you crying? He says, because I always have to pay taxes. <laughs> it was awesome. It, it, was, and it wasn't staged. It was a kid. Yes. Play, and the kid starts crying, playing Monopoly. And the mom says, why are you crying? He says, I always have to pay taxes. Well, you know, that's not Bernie Sanders' Monopoly. And I'm not getting political on this. Trust me. So then Monopoly comes up with socialism Monopoly. Am hold I on, wrong here, Robin? Hold on, hold on. First, I'm going to play the kid crying. Grammarly does yeah, this is the kid playing Monopoly with his parents. And you probably have seen this. So it's a kid. Oh, my God. Here it What's been, where's all your money gone, Daddy? Taxes. Six, nine, ten, eleven. Let me fix my houses. Bugs. It's okay. It's part of the game. No, it's not. It it's not is. fun. To... It's not fun to what? <laughs> it's the worst part of the game. Of is what? Taxes. <laughs> we talking about taxes, man. We talking about taxes. Not a game. Oh. Not a game. Taxes here. And you, and you can hear his brother <laughs> I know, in the background taunting and going, laughing. Yeah, going, and I'm going to count up my houses. And my and hotels, I'm gonna, and hotel, my motel, <laughs> holiday. <laughs> no sympathy. Oh, God. So we have the socialism monopoly, but now, Tony, in, in light of the Me so they got movement. Hammered. So Hasbro yeah. got hammered for coming out with socialism monopoly, which is hilarious. It's a game. Okay, so people were saying, "Oh, that's not that, accurate." Oh, no, they're not. That's not being. That's woke. not how, how socialism works. Dare you, Hasbro, for making no. fun of people losing their money? It wasn't that. The people that were upset were trying to say that the way the game was being played and how everybody had to constantly pay in, and you ended up losing everything. Yep. The only, the only. Thing that made money was it, there wasn't a jail. There was a um, a, a safe space. A, no, <laughs> there was a government fund that you had to continue to oh, pay into. Okay, that was the only part of the game that made money. Everybody else that was playing, you lose money. money. Well, that's kind of socialism. And then they had empty like it's when you go to Park Place instead of it being like the the premier property. It was basically a gutted-out supermarket like Venezuela. You couldn't find anything on the shelves. And so they were complaining that that's not how socialism works. That's not you know this is not accurate. Anyway, now they have Mrs. Monopoly. No, Ms. Oh, excuse me. What's Ms. the matter with you, oh, Robin? Oh, so sorry. Are you a misogynist? Ms. Monopoly. Are you part of the matriarchy? So Hasbro says, screw equality. Women should make more money than men. And now we have Ms. Ms. It used to be MZ. Now it's MS. 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 Monopoly. Monopoly. That's what single women used to call themselves, right? Ms. Do they still do that, Robin? Like when you look out in a form where you're allowed to put down whether you're a male, female. Are you allowed to put MZ on there? Is it like Mrs., Mr.? Because now you're probably going to have to get rid of that now in any kind of form you fill out where you click Mr., Mrs., Ms. 
AJ in San Antonio, the crying brother should have just had the Justice Department harass the other brother and freeze his assets. Freeze his assets right off, man. Well, the new Monopoly game, um, the whole idea of the women's movement is for equality. Correct. Not for women to be making more than men. It's supposed and by to the be way, there are men. Equal. There are women that make more than men. Yeah. In very, for it's, example, in pornography, the woman always makes more than the dude. So they, women have achieved not just equality, but superiority in many walks of life. Like in strip clubs, the woman gets the money given to her. She doesn't give money to the guy sitting paying for drinks at the bar. That's equality, right? In fact, that's superiority, and I'm all for that. But Ms. Monopoly, one example, you see what they do when you pass go on this game. What are you supposed to get, Robin? $200. No, not in this game. No? The woman gets $240 instead of $200. That's right. $240. Congratulations, ladies. Now you got an extra $40 of fake money that you can go use to buy Louboutin shoes for the, with the extra $40 cash. So in other words, no man is ever going to want to play this game. You can just play amongst yourselves with women, and then you're on, that's the only way it would be equal. So let me ask you this. Now, if, it's, if women are going to play with men, this is going to get ugly. Or it could be funny, depending on the sense of humor of those involved. Because but what about if feminists play other feminists in this game? Right, then it would be the only... Or lesbians play other lesbians. And then they get pissed off because the other lesbian has passed go more times than she has and has collected $240. The other part is, are they going to get rid of those sexist irons? You can't have irons suggesting that women should still be ironing clothes if you have a Ms. Monopoly. Am I right? Because what are the little pieces in the Monopoly game, Robin? Um, the dog, the hat. You have an iron. The iron. It's an old-school iron. That's how yeah, old yeah, the game yeah, was. Yeah. That's um, sexist, right? A shoe. How about, no, the thimble. Thimble. There's a thimble in there. Yeah. That is sexist. How can you have a thimble in Ms. Monopoly? That's suggesting that women would have to actually sew a button on or something. That's and the and the iron is suggesting telling a woman to go iron my clothes and iron my hotels one. And you're gonna have to work in the hotel that you buy after buying a house and then earning enough to put a hotel on it. What happens if the woman wants to put a holiday in on there? Or a Holiday Inn Express. This game has all kinds of problems already written in. El Bajito 43 says, $40 is child support. <laughs> so wait a minute. If a man is playing Ms. Monopoly with a woman, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he does he still get 200 when he crosses? And she gets 240 no, he, he gets 200 but then he has to give part of his 200 to the missus because it's his ex. She goes, what? so every time he, she goes around, she gets 240 and then he goes around, gets 200 and he just immediately has to hand it over to her. Or Pasco get $240 and then take an hour to get dressed. That's the new, that's going to be part of an anomaly. Oh, I got to stop right here. My makeup doesn't look good. I have to go into the bathroom before I play the next game. I got more hotels than all the other bitches. You just wait right here. I'm, an, I'm the boss right now. Is that what I do? I'm the banker. I'm not saying you. I'm just generalizing here. Yeah, because that ain't me. I'm usually waiting for you. Bullshit. You take an hour to get ready, Robin. That is the accurate part of that statement, I which did. was not made by me, by the way. 
I do sometimes take an hour to get ready, but I plan ahead so that I know that I'm going to be on time, and then I'm there waiting for you because you wait until the last minute, even though you only take five minutes. <laughs> Ms. Monopoly only has two figurines to play with. A pair of scissors to castrate the guy and a hammer to bash Trump. Oh! <laughs> that makes sense. Maybe I'll buy that game. That, now, what about transgender Monopoly? When are we going to have that? Uh, how they, about they should have monopoly for everybody. How about uh, transsexual monopoly games? You know they have, they have trans bingo now at clubs. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. have the transsexual uh, reading, reading to kids in in, uh, in libraries, libraries around the country. Uh-huh. Maybe they should make an operation game where you actually do remove body parts when you know when you put operation. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah you take the you take the man's genitals out carefully and pull them out without getting stung. Or you take the penis. They should have an attachable penis on the, on, the, <laughs> on the operation. See, I'm trying to make all these games inclusive. Yes. You have electronic operation. Uh-huh. And it's always a dude who you're operating so on. You notice? There's other... no woman that you operate on Wait in operation. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So it's kind of like Mr. Potato Head <laughs> and Operation Combined where it's a non-gender... Non-binary? Non-gender person that you're operating on and then you can subtract or add to depending... So you can give a boob job so you can put boobs on them or you can take the penis off. Mm-hmm. And that would be a detachable of, penis yeah, again, so you Robin. You can kind of switch everything around. It always comes back to the detachable penis song, doesn't it? <laughs> We're kind of pieces, though. Because seriously, now I haven't seen the actual game. We may have to get it and play it on the air one day. Get the, get the miss. Because you know they got to get Monopoly. the iron out of there, right? And they got to get the thimble out. Yeah. If this is Ms. Monopoly, now, is there a, play, is there a spot where you land on it and you say, take off your bra right now to commemorate the great days of the 60s? When the women's march was really about women's equality, when women would burn their... Is there a burn your bra right now spot that you land on? Instead of the Pennsylvania and Reading railroads, which are all obsolete, how about burn your bra? Advance to burn your bra and collect another $50 because that's how much they cost at Victoria's Secrets. Or Victoria's Secret. There's no secrets, Robin. People always get that wrong and it bugs me. It's Victoria's Secret. Secret. Singular. Because that bitch ain't got more than one secret. And she's never going to tell you until they go out of business. Tony, I believe, if I can see this correctly, I have a photograph that I just found. Of the, the, the Ms. Monopoly board? Of the Ms. Monopoly board. Oh, this is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Now, from what I can tell, it has what looks like a private jet. A, uh, a private jet. A weight. Can you zoom in on that? A weight kind of dumbbell. Hold on, let me see if I can Is that the Kirsten Gillibrand, I can bench press more than you, uh, I'm no longer a presidential candidate, uh, dumbbell? So there's a, what's with the private jets? Do you think all men have private jets? Are they, who are they appealing to here? Does every woman want a private jet, Robin? Who is this game targeting? Crap. I lost Jesus. What are they changing the pieces to? Do they have a dildo on there, a little dildo? Do they have a strap on? I'm being serious here. She Melopoly is another one they're coming out with. I'm having a hard time zooming in any more than this. Damn oh, wait. Robin. Hold on a second. No, I can't do that. Um, I'm coming up with ideas here. 
There's no way they have the thimble or iron, right? We can clear that up. Does it Correct. show the pieces? Yeah, it shows the pieces there. Can, I don't know. Can you see it there? Tony? Is the cash uh, different? Is it all pink, the money? No. No, well, the, the money looks pretty much the does same. Does everybody who plays it have to have pink? or? Well, you know, they're all pink when you turn them upside down, Robin. As this one wise man once told me when I was a young, impressionable youth, and I was trying to figure out the difference between women. The one difference is there is no difference. Tony. Yes. Here's an interesting little fact, which makes it even more ridiculous that a woman is making more money because she already did. I don't care if women did are making more money. Did you know that Monopoly was actually invented by a woman? Uh, 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 more than a century uh, ago. I, I did not know that. Yes. So. Um, How about a cash app for men to deposit money in? There's a new mascot on the game's cover, a brunette Ms. Monopoly, which you saw. Is she hot at um, least? And it replaces the dapper top hat wearing Mr. Monopoly. Is she binary looking or is she, no, is she hot? She's, she's, she looks like a cartoon. Cute. Mr. Monopoly looked like a cartoon. He had the monocle, yeah. right? Mr. Monopoly. Right. Here yes. we go. So this is the capitalism game now features a whole new look, but similar classic gameplay. The coveted Park Place Railroads and their ilk are replaced by Wi-Fi ride-sharing tiles, and groundbreaking inventions and innovations made possible by women throughout history, including chocolate chip cookies, solar heating, and, yes, even modern shapewear. Wait a minute. So instead of getting Park Place, a valuable piece of real estate right. worth millions and millions of dollars, you're worried about free frickin' Wi-Fi, instead which of, everybody has now, by the way? Instead of building houses and hotels, players build business headquarters. Oh, I think that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And the game pieces include a hard hat, a wristwatch, a book, a jet, a goblet, and a free weight. A goblet? You know, like a wine goblet. I know. I'm just, I'm just thinking of other things, Robin, when I think of goblets and women. But hey... I'm a little Ms. Monopoly like celebrates everything from scientific advancements to everyday accessories, all created by women. <laughs> oh, here it is, the best one ever. And it's the brilliant minds on Twitch stream that makes this all possible, including the best of the best, AJ in San Antonio. There's a chance card now in Miss Monopoly that reads, you've just been fired by your boss. Pay a lawyer $50,000 retainer for a frivolous sexual harassment suit and then go on Ellen. That's what it says on the cards. They got rid of Park Place. So if a woman wants a private jet, she doesn't want to own a, a, a beautiful hotel and make millions and millions of dollars. She wants free. That's an insult to suggest that women, all they want is free Wi-Fi instead of Park Place. No, But no, they want private jets, but no, they don't want Park Place. It's not free Wi-Fi per se. It's, it's just, it's Wi-Fi, I think. Is that one of the cards? Hey, you yeah. get you get to fly on American Airlines and pay twenty five dollars for a one hour of Wi Fi. Now, Tony, I am not showing anywhere here where a woman makes more money. Have we confirmed that that's an actual real? That's thing? the story that I read this morning that was on ABC News. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just suggest that ABC News may be a legitimate news source because I read that now women will get paid two hundred and forty dollars instead of $200 when they cross-go in this game to try to level the playing field, so to speak. See, I'm not reading this anywhere on there about the extra, but I am showing... I that mean, ABC News is a, is, not a, is a fraudulent news operation then. I mean, some people agree that that's the case already, but I'm not going to go there yet. I'm not going to go there. 
Oprah right now. You get free Wi-Fi. You get free wow, Wi-Fi. Wow, and you wow, bitch, wow. you get free Wi-Fi. Other, other than that, I think it's a fantastic thing that it's celebrating women inventors and, you know, showing... Agree. Oh, I, I totally I, agree. I don't have a problem have no with problem, the game. Yeah. But it's like... You know, as I mentioned, they've got games in cities. Different cities now are involved in Boardwalk and all that other crap. The railroads have been out of business ever since the airline industry came about. That's why, that's why Cards Against Humanity is the greatest game ever it made. Is. It is. Definitely. This way, everybody gets offended, everybody gets insulted, and everybody laughs. That's what games should be. And everybody wants the BBC. Oh, of course. That's the best card ever. <laughs> you I don't do. care what you win on Monopoly. <laughs> Because at the end of the night, when you're all done with your little circle jerk playing Monopoly, which I've played forever, uh-huh. you still give the money back and put it in the bank. Yep. You still sort the ones and the twos and the fives. Are there two? Do they still have ones in this game? I mean, that's yes. so, so offensive to me. Why would you still be giving $1 bills? Shouldn't everything be rounded out to the next five? Shouldn't $5 be the lowest denomination that you can use in a game? Who's buying properties for a dollar bill or $5? You can't even buy Wi-Fi on an airplane for less than $25 per flight. It's an outrage. Can you pay an extra $40 for the happy ending if you're a guy and you're playing with a woman who collects the extra $40 when you're playing? (laughs) The jokes write themselves on this game, Robin. Do they not? I mean, if we had a large staff of writers, which we do, which is our audience. Yes. But (laughs) chocolate chip cookies? were invented by a woman. That's it was Of course invented. there were, but th- so you're going to sit around, hey, I just landed on the chocolate chip cookie card. How about that? It's about Do you know that money. a woman invented chocolate chip cookies? No, because you, you if you land on it and you buy it, then you own that chocolate chip cookie company. Which one is it? And you make dividends. Is it the hot chick that I used to like? In, uh, Mrs. Think, Fields? Mrs. Fields. She yeah, was she hot, was, man. She was hot. Damn, is she still around? I don't, I don't know. There used to be a Mrs. Fields like in every food court. And then I remember seeing her. I'm like, damn, that bitch can make me some chocolate chips any day of the week, baby. I had all kinds. She's not the one who invented it, but it was I know, but I mean, hey, I mean, famous Amos. I mean, who wanted to do him, for God's sake? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? They were famous Amos or Mrs. Fields. Come on, come on, Robin. Really? Even chicks wanted Mrs. Fields. She's probably a broke ass now. Working so. in a soup kitchen somewhere. Didn't she have all kinds of problems? You know, it always happens with these people. They get famous, they come up with an invention, and then they go broke. Mrs. Fields, let's see. Let's get a Mrs. Fields, Fields update. Not Strawberry Fields. That's a different place where we were in, in Central Park a couple of weeks ago. Debbie Fields was the founder of Mrs. Fields Cookies. Yes. Um, she was born in 1956, so... She's uh, an old broad, but she's, she's 62 she's now. She's 62. That's not, That's not too old. No, she's from Oaktown. Huh? Oaktown? You know, 911 may be a joke in Oaktown, but chocolate chip cookies were not. That's a fact, Robin. She was born in Oakland. Yep. Holla! Um, Can I get a woo-woo? From Mrs. Fields, baby. Mrs. Fields. So she's I, still alive. How's she looking? Do we have a recent picture? Uh, let's see. Do you have a headshot of her? Debbie. Debbie. Old Town 357, baby. Oh, she still looks kind of cute. Let me check her out. Let's check her out, see if I would still hand her over my personalized glove, my oven glove, so she can delicately remove the fresh 
chewy chocolate chips from the oven. Reach in there, baby, and just slide those suckers out. Now let's slide another tray in there, Mrs. Fields. How does it feel, Mrs. Fields? Okay, you just sound creepy right now. How does that feel right now? She's had work done, but she still looks... I, I don't know how old that photograph is. It looks... It, could she still be 62 Let me tell you something there? right now. You go into the kitchen. It's like 1.30 in the morning. You have a little bully, a hankering for chocolate chips. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And she's sitting in there, standing in there, getting ready to whip up another batch of chocolate chips. I don't want any other crap in there. I just want chocolate chip, classic chocolate chip cookies. And Mrs. Field's standing there, and she's got stockings on, but she's got a skirt on. And how, about the skirt, just, how about if she's just wearing the Mrs. Field's apron? That the she, Mrs. Field's, no, she doesn't have to be totally. I, I need to have the element of, the, the thing about total nudity versus intimate apparel, that's why it's called intimate apparel, Robin. Total nudity, for the most part, you leave nothing to the imagination. But I want to see Mrs. Fields wearing, like, one of those old-school United States Army recruiting posters, well, you know, where the government wants you. Well, this is what wearing, Tony. This is, yeah, this she is can her. wear that, but as long as the under, she has a skirt on, but the skirt just every once in a while slips up a little bit above her thigh so you can see just the, the, the scent, just the, the scintilla of the top of the stocking, and you know that she's wearing stockings, not ah. pantyhose. That, to me, that sends me over the edge. Every single time I see it, I will keep all there. Ha- you know that all there has to be is just that one, maybe inch and a half to confirm what you were hoping she had on underneath the silk stockings, not on USA Network. And then, of course, you can see the little. Even if they're, even if they're the ones that hold themselves up, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be picky. If they're just the ones that hold themselves up at the top. But you have to have the little garters to snap on there. That really puts it over the edge. It's like, it's like sort of like adding whipped cream to your hot chocolate on a cold winter's day. It's really, really good without the whipped cream. But you put a little whipped cream and a cherry on it, bam. You're talking, as, as the great Emeril Lagasse would say, we're kicking it up notches never before seen in this mankind. This is a stock image, but Tony, is this what you're talking about? Let's see it. Yeah, that's the look. That's right there? That's it. That's the look. Everybody knows that look, Robin. But you know why? Because that's not an old school, old guy thing. Young chicks are wearing stockings now. They've come back. One thing about stockings, they were hip back in the early days because women didn't have pantyhose. Mm -hmm. And then they became sexy again in the 70s because you'd go into Fredericks of Hollywood and they would sell them. And then you get the Fredericks of Hollywood catalogs. Now get this. So when I was working for the airline years and years and years ago, when I was uh, newly married, we had to dress, we had to wear pantyhose as part of our uniform. Yeah, I hate pantyhose. That's why when I watch those movies, I like when a guy gets a knife out and cuts the opening in the pantyhose. That's when it gets exciting. When you're you're, um, excessively, when you're working really, really hard and you're running from one gate to another – and you overheat in pantyhose, that can be bad for a woman down Absolutely, because it's like cooking. It's like, it's yes. like having an oven down there. Yes, exactly. And so um, things happen <laughs> when, when you are a woman, and it's like an oven down there. And yeah, you know so, what they say. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. So, I mean, where do you think yeast was, infections came exactly. from? Exactly, and so... It's like a bubbling d- cauldron of, 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 anti- of all kinds of bacteria down there. Get this. My doctor... 
prescribed I, I would go in and and I was like what am I gonna do I have to wear this part of my uniform and he says well you sh you you know either <laughs> cut a hole in your stockings down there or I mean yeah, pantyhose or wear stockings he prescribed me stockings that's a damn good is that a doctor that was a doctor my kind of doctor I've okay. seen a lot of those doctors in movies too and they always prescribe the same thing Robin I loved that doctor, but I couldn't keep that doctor because I had Obamacare. So, yes, ladies out there. So, Dr. Robin. Dr. I will, Robin. I will do the same for everybody, all women listening. Dr. Robin says, throw out, if you still have pantyhose, throw those suckers out, wear stockings. Max Mike 51, where do you think from Munda cheese came from, Robin? Switzerland? I think not. What about Mrs. Paul's? Never seen Mrs. Paul's. She may be a fictitious character. Mrs. Fields was real. Mrs. Fields, we just documented it. Everybody knew Mrs. Fields. What about Marie Callender? Was she real? Mrs. Paul's. Let's what see about she was founded? Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Paul's, the founder, was an, a man, Edward J. Pizik. Mrs. Paul's was a man? Yes. That son of a bitch. Did everybody know it? Did he transition after a while, after the fish sticks? Did he have his fish stick cut off when he was first Mr. Paul and then had the very, very painful transitioning and full surgery to remove his fish stick and his fish cake from his ass? Mrs. Paul was actually Edward J. Pizik. Um, he was known for his deviled crab cakes and uh, an accident that uh, led to a frozen seafood empire when he, he worked at a local bar. He uh -huh. owned a local bar, and he threw extras in a freezer, and boom, there it was. Oh, that wasn't an accident that ended his career. I thought no, maybe no, no. He, likes, you know, he had it somebody came accident. in and rammed up a fish stick in an orify that wasn't pleasurable. It was an accident that led to the empire, the frozen food empire. He was from yes. Fort Washington, Pennsylvania. I used to, yeah, he's a local guy, and I yeah. remember always getting the, I used to love the fish sticks. Back in, you know, when we were poor white trash, now that we're not poor, we're, we're just like middle-income white trash now. Uh-huh. You get the Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Paul's, Paul's fish sticks, you get the crab cakes, even though back then we didn't know about that there was really very little crab meat in it. But it was a big deal. Hey, look at some Mrs. Probably, Paul's crab it wasn't cake. Even, it was probably not even crab. It was probably like No, nah, it was crab. But it was, yeah, it was, yeah, they lose, like, it was like crab imitation crab meat. Did you ever see that in the supermarket? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. They basically paint codfish with a little pink on the side to make you think you're really eating crab meat. I actually used to use that when I was broke-ass poor because I wasn't doing ramen when I was a poor young punk. Ugh, I, I was doing fake of crab meat. I was doing imitation crab meat, so I felt like I was somebody. Well, you were you were richer. Even the fake crab meat was uh, crab no. meat was too. That's when too I was married. I was married, and I wasn't making any money. I was doing imitation crab meat. I know so many different ways to make ramen. It's not even funny, because I lived off that stuff for a while, which is so bad for you. Like the sodium in that crap. Good lord. In what the Mrs. Mrs. Paul's? No, in ramen. Oh, ramen garbage. It's horrible for you. The Morton's fisherman, though, I think that guy's legit. You think? Hold on. Because chicks like that guy. Chicks want to do the Morton's fisherman. Marie Callender lived in a trailer park. How did she make those great pot pies then? You know, because in trailer parks they don't have really good ovens in those things. You know what I'm saying? Was it Morton's or Gorton's? Gorton's fisherman. Gorton's fisherman. Yeah, somebody okay. wrote that. No, it's the Gorton's fisherman. Gorton's fisherman. Gorton's from Gorton's fisherman. of Gloucester, Robin. From Gorton's of Gloucester. 
Uh, hold on. Let's see. Tracy he has Drew's. nothing on under his uh, big uh, yellow outside the wet coat, the yellow coat. The traces there. its roots to a fishery called John Pugh and Sons. Um... <laughs> 1849. Mrs. Paul did his cooking in a gender-neutral kitchen. (laughs) It goes way back. Way, 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 way back. Like the early, early 1900s. Remember, Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel, Robin. That's a man, baby. That's a man. Mrs. Paul's was a man. But Billy Paul, he was legit. And yes, you know what I got to do right now, Robin. When you're talking about Billy Paul. Who's on the line right now? Hello? Hey, Tony. Yes. Yeah, it's Vince from South Philly. Hey, Vince, how are you, man? Have you ever had Mrs. Paul's fish sticks growing up? No, I've heard of them. My parents would eat them. I was wondering, how about Mama Celeste? Mama Celeste pizzas, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're jet, actually, the cardboard that is on top of the Mama Celeste pizza is actually more edible if you put some uh, sauce on it and some mozzarella cheese. It tastes exactly the same. Actually, it used to be good back in the day. I don't know what they've done to it now, but now it looks like some kind of a chemical concoction of, uh, I don't know what kind of proportions there. That's why I always, I always go on the Phillies broadcast and beg for pizza and have celebrities bring me up a nice pie. Yeah, I remember that, uh, <laughs> that plain and pepperoni uh, line that they used to they set at the Hall of Fame. Exactly right. Yeah. FYI, Mama Celeste was a real person. Yes, she was. The product was named after Celeste Lizio. Uh, Not Lizio. No. Or Lizio's. L-I-Z-I-O. Lizio. Lizio. And um, who carried the nickname Mama Celeste. She came to the United States from Italy with her husband, Anthony. Oh, of course. Hey, yo, Anthony. Anthony. Make me a damn pizza, Mama. (laughs) So back in the day, they were probably really good, and then Celeste Brand was later acquired by Aurora Foods and then Pinnacle Foods, where it is now. And that's what happens. You know, somebody comes up with a great idea, big corporation buys them out, and, you know, I, I see it in the stores. Sometimes they're like a dollar, and I think, hey, I want to get a couple of those, slam them in the freezer, and then at night you just throw one in the oven, and you got yourself a dollar pizza. I mean, is it, is it good? Is it horrible? The no. pizzas are crappy, but their raviolis aren't bad. No, I mean, there's a lot of good product out there. Just because big companies take over, you know, there's nothing like making your own pizza or going to a really good local pizzeria. You know, unless, you, it's, it's, uh, unless of course, you listen to Dick Vitale and you get yourself one of those, uh, is, it, is, it, what, is it DiGiorno or, or Delivery? Now, have you had a DiGiorno frozen pizza, Vince? Yeah, I tried one. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't half bad. I mean, if you follow the directions and stuff, but it's still, I don't know. I guess if you can compare it to delivery, I guess maybe it's a good alternative. But uh, <laughs> It's good I, in places where there aren't any real pizza places. Yeah. You know, you don't have really like Philly and New York and Which New Jersey. Which is not here, cause here. No, yeah, in places like Philly and New York and a lot of cities have really, really good. And then the other places go to Domino's and Pizza Hut and all the other joints. And that's what they get for pizza. And it's, it's edible. It's not like it's horrible. Oh, yeah, I've had a few of those uh, chains in my day. I mean, but in other words, as long as you look at it for what it is, I mean, that's all I, you know. As Charlie Manuel would say when he's trying to get the Phillies to make the playoffs, which isn't going to happen, what it is is what, what, it, is, is what it is. <laughs> but um, Is it over, by the way? Because you're a pretty optimistic guy. You're not one of these typical, you know, guys who complains about everything. The, the, the Phillies have 18 games left. They lose another bad game. Aaron Nola now in his last four starts, ever since they said, Oh, you're not going to go with five days rest. You're going to have to go out there till your arm falls off, which is on four days rest. 
He has now been 0-4, and, and of course, Gabe will be blamed for that because he has no other options. I mean, what else was he going to do? But this team, there's no way. I know they're only two and a half out, 19 games left, and a tough schedule ahead of them, and you saw them get slammed around last night. Yeah, and who would have thought that this upcoming weekend series against the Red Sox would be pretty much meaningless between both of them? You know, exactly. A, I mean, that, that, who would have thought that, like, you know, at the beginning of the season? But I don't know, Tony, there's just something weird about this organization overall. I mean, just I, I just can't put my finger on it, but it's just weird. I, I don't know, like I said, the way, like, the players are being handled and – uh, yeah, it's a shame because Bryce Harper is obviously living up to his own billing there. And uh, and he's I, the guy, I, let's be honest, he came in with the most pressure on him because of the money and the contract, and fans got on him from time to time. But for the most part, you know, the guy out there plays hard. He tries every day. He doesn't dog it. You know, he's doing what you want a high-paid player to do is go out there and give it his all. And the problem is it's not really Bryce Harper. You know, it's uh, obviously they they signed Robertson and guys who were supposed to be bullpen lynches, and they got hurt. The Pat Neshack resigning, I never got. Uh, so there's a lot of things that you wonder and say why, who, how. But but then you look at the young pitchers like Nick Pavetta and these guys. They have regressed. None of these young pitchers has actually taken a step forward. Pavetta's a disaster. Eflin is up and down. And so you can't even look and say, look at the minor league pitchers we have though. All these young guys, not one of them looks like. At this point, and it's not like they've gotten only one call-up. They've had multiple chances, and they don't seem to have a lot of stuff in the cupboard to bring up and hope. They're going to have to go out and spend money again on pitching. Yeah, and speaking of fans, Tony, what, I, I mean, I've just tuned in, but I was wondering what's this whole Mike Scott thing now? I mean, how That's an It happened on Sunday. You know what yeah. happens, and I said this last Friday. We played the tape. I said it last Thursday on the show. Yeah. That the one bad thing about football season starting and people go so long between games is that people will start drinking at 7 a.m., uh, you know, even for a 1 o'clock game, certainly. They'll start drinking at 7 a.m. for a 4 o'clock game and for an 8-15 game. And listen, I'm not one of these prudes that doesn't have a beer or doesn't have wine, but I, I just never got having to go to a parking lot and drink for 12 hours before the game even starts. Now, I know people eat. Not everybody gets drunk. Not everybody's an idiot. But some people can handle it. But then you got a lot of people who may be going to their first tailgate, and they have a couple of beers, and they don't know how to handle it. And then they get sick. You know, and that kind of stuff happens. But the thing about this incident, Vince, is that I don't hate Mike Scott. Mike Scott's a friendly guy. He likes to hang out with the fans. And he's a Redskin fan, and he went to the game with a Redskin shirt on. Most people didn't give him a hard time because he was going all around the entire parking lots, and people were giving slapping his back, taking pictures with him, selfies, sitting him down. One tailgate's bragging about, hey, he came over to our tailgate, and now we're being linked with other tailgates. The bottom line is, all tailgates have people there that are drunk. Does that mean they're all bad people? No. But the Mike Scott tailgate that he went to was in the F-lot because they wore shirts that say F-lot crew, and now all of a sudden that's offensive to people. And then there was a coffin there. And you remember, go back to the 80s and 90s, you know, the coffin with the team's other. But, but people were claiming that there was a Mike's, there was a, uh, what's the, the kid's name uh, that died? Who was Oh, Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor, the great yeah. the defensive back. Who, who was murdered, and that they, people immediately started claiming there was a Sean Taylor jersey on the coffin, which there wasn't. And yeah. then the other thing that what ran people ran with as fact that people were calling him racist names. 
there is no evidence that that happened. Could it have happened? Possibly. But if you listen to the tape, he goes into the tent. And I'm not defending bad behavior by fans. That's the one problem when you try to explain this. People think that you're saying it's okay for fans to be idiots. I'm not saying that. I always rip fans who are. But he goes in. There's a guy wearing a white shawl like he's a pallbearer. And Mike Scott rips it off his neck. And then other people started calling him asshole, ass, you know, the chant. Yeah. But they were yeah. razzing him. They didn't want to fight the guy. And well, so, unfortunately, it got ugly, and one guy pushes him. He had a bodyguard there, a buddy with him, trying to get him away, and he wanted to fight them, too. It wasn't just like they attacked him. I believe, from what I was seeing and the angles that I saw, yes, he did do the, the shawl, but somebody else did throw the first punch. I'm not I, suge- I don't care who threw the first punch. My only complaint about it is, is that Mike Scott's got to know better to not go in and even get into any kind of verbal uh, altercation. Because not everybody knows who he is. Not everybody thinks that he has good intentions. And no matter, even if he has the greatest intentions, something good, nothing good could happen in that situation. Right. That's all I'm saying. And, and the whole the whole coffin thing, I mean, it's not just sports people. They do. Howard Stern did it. Uh, exactly. He used to city. take a coffin of John DeBella around Philadelphia when he would beat people in the ratings. So the Sean Taylor thing is the one lie that is being spread on the Internet right. to make it Philadelphia fans look worse than they already do. And the fact is, even though they know that it wasn't a Sean Taylor jersey and they weren't mocking a dead guy, that will always be like Santa Claus mm-hmm. having snowballs thrown at him. People just don't want to hear all the facts. They want to go with, you know, these guys on radios saying this was race-related and that this was about, uh, you know, it was racial right. and all the. Meanwhile, he's hanging out with white people every day. He was with a white chick in the stands. This is not racial at all. This is one drunk who, who said the wrong thing and a guy who goes into a tent wearing, not because he wore a redskin jersey, but because he was... He couldn't take the razzing. Right. He couldn't take the, asshole, asshole. That's unique to Philadelphia? Of course it's not. People chant asshole at people all the time, but it's just good-natured. It's not like, hey, let's fight. The only people who fight are drunks and idiots, and that's what we had, unfortunately. But I'm not taking Mike Scott completely off the hook. I'm not saying that he's a criminal or anything else. I'm just saying that if he is not there and go into that tent, None of that stuff yeah, happened. He could have just kept walking. Exactly. He nothing, was walking around with all these yeah, tailgates, and everybody was kissing his ass, and that's fine. And again, this is not excusing the behavior of the idiots that were drunk and, and started, started the fight, but he could have just kept walking. He did not have to stick this uh, poke a stick at the hornet's nest. By the way, I'm breaking news right now. Ladies and gentlemen, John Bolton has signed with the New England Patriots. That is the breaking football news this afternoon. John Bolton is now a New England Patriot. He will be available when the New England Patriots take on the Miami Dolphins hey Vince, this weekend. We're going to go on to the next segment, but we thank you so much for calling. Hey, take care. There he is, the great Vince here in South Philadelphia. Now, that's a joke. That's a great joke. Now, that, that actually is in reference to, to the, the breaking he's ava- story. He's now, you know, I don't now. normally do political stuff on the show because there's so much of it. Right. I would do seven hours on it. But this is breaking news earlier today, and because we've been so overwhelmed with important topics to deal with now, today. Now, for those of you who do not know who John Bolton is... Well, that's a, just relax right now, Robin. Okay. Let me set this up, okay. please. I'm a political science major, Robin. Because there's a lot of people who have no interest, have no idea... It doesn't matter. That's not the joke. All right. I'm setting this up for humor purposes, not for political purposes. <laughs> what don't you understand, I Robin? I do understand. What don't you understand? What don't you 
but I was trying to help you set it up so that they would know why this was a big deal. First of all, let me just say, it's break. Now that you know he signed with the Patriots, I got to give you the pre the pre. Ladies and gentlemen, President Donald Trump has fired National Security Advisor. You know him, you love him. Michael Bolton is gone, and we have reaction now from the former ambassador and former National Security Advisor. I said a hotel, no, no, that's not the song. That's the wrong song, you stupid bastard. Here we go. This is John Bolton, ladies and gentlemen, reached moments ago from Tony Bruno at Bruno Nation Live on Twitch.tv. Follow, subscribe, and just enjoy his reaction. I could hardly believe it when I heard the news today. I had to come and get it straight from you. Anytime you get a chance to play uh, to play Michael Bolton on the air, you got to. I don't like him with the short hair now, though. I like old. I like old Michael Bolton with the hair. Yeah, because he's already going bald. It's okay. It's a good look. No, it's not. (laughs) I do not. And it wasn't even a skullet. It was like bald on top, really long. Now tell me, baby. Tell me, John Bolton. This is Bolton talking to Trump. Yes, exactly. See, it's Bolton. Because as you, as you mentioned, nobody knows who Michael is. Nobody knows who John Bolton is. Although he's got a big stash. He's a dude with the white yeah. hair and the big stash. He doesn't play enough sax in this song, though. There's no. Is there a sax, sax riff in this song? I oh, haven't yeah. I haven't heard this song since I was listening to uh, isn't there like What's a, Her Face at Night. There's a sax solo, isn't there? Since I called uh, What's Her Name at Night. Late night. Um, oh, what's her name? Delilah. Delilah. Not 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 when I went to Delilah's <laughs> and was making out with a chick in the parking lot who I met on the side stage earlier that evening. That's a different Delilah. One night I'm cruising around. I'm a little down in the dumps, and I wanted to call Delilah. I heard her on on my radio. I was driving in the middle of the desert uh-huh, somewhere, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I said, "Delilah, hi, I'm Tony. Can you play a little Michael Bolton for me? How am I supposed to live without you?" It's not a dead dog dedication, but it's still a really nice tune, and it's late at night, and I'm alone, and you sound sexy. So let's crank it up, Delilah, will you? Play this for me tonight, darling. They're not playing this on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, or OAN networks. I'll tell you that right now. No. Because their minds do not work like yours, Tony. Now, is this better than disco? <laughs> Listen, back in the 80s, this was panty dropping music. Actually, no, oh. this was makeup sex music, not, not, not panty dropping. Here it comes. See, he's not playing sax in this. God dang it. That son of a bitch. How about this Michael Bolton tune? It's another good one. I've used this song a lot of times on women throughout my life, Robin. Crank this bitch up, please. How can we be lovers if we can't be friends? How can we start overwhelmed? Find a never end, baby. How can we make love if we can't make a mess? How can we be lovers if we can't be, can't be 
You're right. You're thinking of Kenny G. No, nah, but Michael Bolton played a little sax too, didn't he? I don't know Are now. Are you sure? No, I know Kenny G. By the way, you need to stop banging your desk because it's shaking everything, including... All right, man. When you get into this kind of passion... But Kenny G had the long hair, too. And he played mostly. He didn't sing that often. Oh, by the way, you can very easily be lovers if you can't be friends. It's actually the better way to do it. <laughs> you don't have any no lawyers knocking on your door. Lovers only, no friends. No, this is too late, Dad. I mean, I love the, I love Babyface. I love Tony Braxton. I like the whole Braxton family values thing. Here's a little Kenny G, the way, the way we know him. No, see, that's too, that's too that's sad. That's too, too sad. This is the Kenny G that I love. On Smooth Jazz. Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. K-O-I-T. It is the Coyote. Not K-O-I-T's in San Francisco. Right? I know. Now, this was panty dropping music right here, right? Bedside. Yeah, but see, the reason I played Michael Bolton was because of John Bolton. Yes. Not because of saxophones. Get it, people? Get it? Exactly. This is one of those late night driving on the PCH, too. Hoping not to run into a Mel Gibson in a drunken fuel rage. JSC 77, stop singing. I'm not singing. Why aren't you singing, Robin? No. Well, there's no words in this song. Well, yeah, there's no words. K-Y-O-T, the coyote. Yes. And K-O-I-T was San Francisco. And it still is the Coit, the Coit Tower, which is the big fire hose. Wasn't that smooth jazz, too? No, I don't think they played smooth, smooth jazz. Was it K-Fog that played smooth jazz? I don't know. Unfortunately, K-Fog is now gone. Yeah, smooth jazz is pretty much gone from all radio frequencies. It was like the hottest format back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It was panty dropping music. Yes. All oh. the smooth jazz. And I took you to smooth jazz concerts oh, at the Hyatt, the Hyatt Regency in Newport Beach for smooth summer jazz nights. Now, Nasta Ed says we can always go to Tony Braxton, Unbreak My Heart, which is one of my favorite songs. Oh, I love that, too. That was one of my go-to karaoke songs back in the day when I was doing a lot of karaoke. I did a male version of that called Unbreak My Balls, Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You sing that song every day, <laughs> don't break Bruno. my ball. Say they you love, love me again. again. Here's Kenny G. Wimpy music. Is, is that uh, wimpy? It's wimpy to some people, but it's it's smooth, man. It's very good making love music. Making love. It's still some love. white folk shit, though. To quote uh, many of our listeners, who. Yeah. Hey, Tony. Yes. Yes, Robin. We haven't gone to Florida at all today. We're already in overtime. We're in overtime. We're in, and we're we in have injury not time, ladies and gentlemen. Made our trip down to Florida. Florida's not on the playlist today, Robin. No, are we skipping Florida? Just wait. Will we wait for Florida till tomorrow? Because Is it we, something that holds up? Yeah, it holds up. We did everything we needed to do today, Robin. We gave you the Nirvana update, the Hasbro, Ms. Op. We did yes. the Noda Ninjas. Because you and the actually NBA. have an appointment that you need to get uh, to. Yeah, I have to go somewhere. You have to go somewhere. Uh, and it's not pleasant. 
Uh, we did the Ninjas. We did the lottery games in baseball. We did uh, John Bolton. We did Carson Wentz. We did the Eagles, Aaron Nola. We did the Raider fans feeling it last night. Monday night football recap. What else can you expect? I think that that's all anybody can ask of us, Tony. Exactly right. Except let's go out with something a little smooth today. Not our, not our usual music? No, I want to play this one. I just had the song ready now, Robin, and then you've thrown me off my, uh, off my steel. It's because you were thinking of panty-dropping music. No, I actually pulled the right song up, and it didn't go to that one. You can play pretty much anything by Tony Braxton, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the song I wanted to go out with, Robin. Let's send it out to all the ladies out there on Ladies' Night. Here we go. You ready, Amy? Don't take me out of the rain. Don't take me out of, well, take me out of this pain. Don't leave me out in the rain, bitch. This is one of my all-time favorites, right? the show become B101. <laughs> Actually, we play better songs than B101. We don't play the same same damn 10 songs over and over again. Nobody has. Plays the best of the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, but none of the shit from today than this show. It's either this or listen to some guy complaining about uh, racists in parking lots. You make the call. Let me fast forward to the end because I want just a big finish here, Robin. It is a good phantom. You better come back and say you love me tomorrow, everybody out there on the Twitch stream. actual close now, Robin. All right. Let's close this up, bitch, down right now. Let's close it down real good. And that'll do it. We want to thank everybody. All the great listeners, the people following us on the Twitch stream, my followers on at Tony Bruno Show on Twitter, all the people listening to the streams all over the streaming sites, 
except the street corner. You don't want to stream out there because it's still nasty. It's, somebody's got to clean it up. Well, there's a lot of people streaming, but unfortunately, it's not the uh, exactly. computer And kind. don't cross the streams. And don't drink and drive, ladies and gentlemen. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. It's a beautiful country. We'll see you here tomorrow for What Up Wednesday. listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon. Come on, come on.